All right, we are live. I think we are live. Can I get a confirmation on that? We are live. Love that. All right, episode 46 on the Sauscast here on Valuetainment, the number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. Um, Sauscast, if you're not familiar, because I haven't even prepped my guests what we're talking about today. I know all about them. They probably don't know what we're covering today. Um, This is where finance meets romance Mm. and where money and relationships meet. I assume everyone here knows a little bit about money and a little bit about finance, a little bit about romance. Uh, and relationships, some more than others, others more than uh, some in, in certain categories. I feel like Shaney, Shawnee, Shawnee, <laughs> starting off wrong. I know it's Shawnee, <laughs> is gonna be an expert at everything. Shawnee, um, but if you're not familiar, we're gonna go down the line here. Everyone uh, kind of knows who Jedediah is, but we'll introduce our guests. Um, I'm the host here, Adam Sosnick. You can call me Saz. This is the Saz cast, and uh, the whole concept here. of our viewers are men. So the ladies out there, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here. But for the men out there, the entrepreneurs out there, we do this for you. Because why? We want to get you paid. We want to get you laid so you can do it your way. Anything wrong with that? (laughs) Okay. Thank you for that. So we want to help men improve their market value, their sexual market value, and just win in life. So I bring in winners, okay? I see... Shawnee, you're, you're doing a lot of agreeing right here. I like here. it so okay. far. It's going Thank well. You. Okay, paid well, that, laid? Pay, I mean, come on. What is that? Is there anything more to life than that right <laughs> no. there? Okay. Um, so let's meet our panel here. By the way, what we're going to be talking about is a lot of the concept is when is a man's prime of life? When is a woman's prime of life? Sexually, working-wise, all that and then some. So just kind of teeing this up for our audience and our panel. Um, but... Everyone here is very much in their prime right there, but we'll get some stats on that. But Shawnee, on my left, mm-hmm. um, we met at FinCon, mm-hmm. financial event, mm-hmm. media personality. I've seen mm-hmm. you on CBS4 mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. You have a big social following under Purse Empowerment. I do. You do. Um, and uh, so personal finance and media, that's kind of your game. That is it. Okay. Now, speaking of media, everyone here knows Jedediah Bila, newest greatest female on Valuetainment, <laughs> used to be on The View. That's correct. Um, so media is your alley, for sure. Media, politics. Definitely I, not money. Definitely not money, but men, I'd say. Ooh. So let's add that to the mix. Let's add that to the mix. <laughs> and my good buddy here, Nick Sarnicola, multimillionaire, entrepreneur, overall just awesome dude here in Miami. Swagged out, showing his tattoo on his chest. I feel like the target okay. today. I really uh, is, that, is that target on your chest? Yes. Uh, for a reason. But no, you're not going to be the target. But we're going to have fun. We're going to have yeah. some arguments. We're going to have some debates. It's going to be a long We're going to, you know, we're going to meet eye to eye here. Has everyone used the restroom before we got started? Yes. yes. We have. Okay, good. Because we don't want anyone running off. So, listen, before we get into all this, and we have different topics. Natalia, by the way, this is, everyone knows Natalia. Natalia Del Valle on the ones and twos Hello. over there. Okay, nice. Um, She's going to be pulling up some stories, some clips, some articles that we're going to reference. Uh, but we're going to have fun today. We're going to have a spirited conversation. But before we get into everything, again, this is where money and relationships meet. Let's start with understanding each of our relationships, where they stand, and what you guys do for work. So we start with that. Shawnee, would you like to explain your status relationship-wise right now? That's really complicated. I love that. Very complicated. <laughs> Gosh, that's very complicated. I'm going to go to what I do for work while I come up with sure. something. Sure. Like, <laughs> I love it. Shawnee, yeah. what do you do for work? Oh, and then, while you're answering what? that, come that's up with a, what your relationship oh status is. You know, I might come up with it over time, you know? <laughs> that's just me. Um, but what I do for work, um, essentially, I help people improve their 
relationships with money. Um, I've been doing it for the last decade, mm-hmm. and it's something that I deeply enjoy. Yes. Yeah. So relationships with money. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about just relationships? Uh, sometimes there's a segue between, you know, uh, how people relate to each other and how they relate to money mm-hmm. and how their relationships with people, typically their parents, um, have an impact on the way that they currently relate to money. And if we, uh, for all intents and purposes, the word parents and partners are very, mm-hmm. very similar. So sometimes I get over in that area, but not not too frequently. Okay. And then to, for the hard part, your relationship status. I'm not ready. No. <laughs> I'm checking your Facebook now. I'm checking your Facebook. Check whatever you like. (laughs) Complicated. It's complicated. Just to be clear, Shawnee is not ready to reveal her relationship. Not at this time. Not at this time. Um, We're going to get into that. Okay. Jedediah Bila, host of Jedediah Bila Live here on Valuetainment. This is a layup question. What's your relationship status? I think you know. So I am happily married mm-hmm. um, for, gosh, four years, been together for seven years. Um, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying it because for, for many years I didn't know or think I was going to get married. But mm-hmm. yes, I'm happily married to a younger stallion who I love. Very a much. younger man. Yeah, he's younger than I am. Uh, quite a few. Quite a few. Quite Ten? a few. Quite a few. Wow. You know Jeremy. Man. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. old he is. I didn't ask him for his ID. Oh, wow. I did pick Maybe him up from middle school. I picked Maybe him up from should've. middle school the other day. Nice hot young man. Okay. Yeah, no, Jeremy is almost 13 years younger than me. Oh, no, he's not. He is. Nice. I swear to you. Wow. Well done. Yep. Well done. Yeah. Well done. yeah. Cool okay. Guy. Get it. 13 like years younger. Dig it. Okay. Yep. Wow. Next. But but in okay. many ways more mature than I am. So take that. T- take take what wow. you will from that. Robbing was that the your cradle type? the other way. I robbed it. Reverse we're, gonna, we're gonna get into that. Hold that question, okay, Natalia. That's a good question. Okay. Um, by the way, I have I date women uh, with a similar age difference to you and your husband all the time. Nobody Same laughs thing. at that. They're right. like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah. But you robbing the cradle. Yeah. We're going to get into that today. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy. We hung out. His favorite food is ice cream. I know that. Yeah. He was very adamant that about very that. That is very true. Okay. And, <laughs> and um, lastly, for work, yes. well, how would you say so, what you do? Um, I'm a host. I host Jedi Beal Live, like you said. Mm-hmm. I've been a media personality for a long time. An yep. opinion person. Firecracker. Mm-hmm. Flamethrower. Um, That's true. Politics, culture, media, you name I'd it. I'd like to see some firecracks and flames being thrown right at this guy's direction Fuck. today. Could happen. Uh, anyway, Nick Sarnicola in the house. What's Hi. your... What, how would you describe what you do career-wise and your uh, relationship status? Build a few companies. Sales leadership is probably my greatest gift. Mm-hmm. So um, if I partner in a company, I'm focused on sales, marketing, et cetera. Um, newly single. Three and a half years, 90 days. Uh, broke up 90 days ago. Okay. Oh. But you were... you <clears throat> were married, at- married, divorced, two kids. Okay. Then a three and a half year relationship, uh, recently single. Gotcha. So you were, you were married how long? We were married seven. Together, ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Are you ready to reveal your relationship status yet? I'm getting there. Okay, she's getting there. <laughs> Did we I just start this. dating? <laughs> There's a possibility. You know, depends Johnny, on the in show. In the house. You know, hey, saying? this is the love connection, guys. Congratulations. Can we bring out the, uh, the band? Um, but back to Nick, yeah. because we'll start this and then we'll queue up the, the, the first topic with Natalia. Yeah. You said that you were married the first time to a lovely girl named Ashley. Just one time I've been married. Okay, yeah, one yeah, time you're yeah. married. Okay, but you said you broke up with this uh, yeah. recent relationship. Yeah. You were married how long? Ten years? Seven years together. Ten. Seven years together. Ten. You have two kids together. How old yeah. are the kids? Nine and almost six. Okay, nine and almost six. And you were recently dating another girl. Yep. Uh, what was the age difference there? Twelve years. Okay. Um, and now you're 
Officially single. Officially single. All right, cool. So um, you've been divorced. I've been divorced. Okay. Anyone else here on the panel have been divorced? No. The man. <laughs> dun, dun, I didn't okay. know that. Wait, yeah. wait, oh. wait. Yeah. wait. Okay. All right, so I, maybe I should tee myself up and we'll talk about <laughs> okay. divorce. Okay, okay. Go. so I got married in the height of um, party season in Miami mm. uh, to a girl that we were we met at a club dating whirlwind romance we may or may not have expedited the marriage because of what we call in miami papalitos okay. uh if you're familiar with what that means Very for a spanish so. speaker those are papers mm-hmm. uh, i'm not confirming or denying that we expedited the marriage to keep uh the young lady in the country but it worked out okay we did have a prenup part of the prenup where uh adam is allowed to still go out on the weekends and quote unquote do his thing in the prenup uh, so it was a very loose marriage. Wait, 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 wait. Well, as you can on. imagine. Do his thing? What does that yeah. mean, Adam? You know what? Do Did you thing. specify in the prenup what yes. that meant? What the thing wow, was. that's detailed. Everything but sex. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah. a lot of leeway. Yeah, I know. Everything wow. Turns sucks. out that's not a good idea if you want to have a serious, committed relationship. No. So Shocking. I've, I've had a marriage <laughs> mulligan, <laughs> yeah. and I've been single for the last, I don't know, when we broke up 2017. I've dated girls on again, off again have some serious and also some not serious relationships, but I'm fully single and committed to everything we do here, making money. What month did you break up out of curiosity? What month? Yeah. yeah. What a weird question. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm 2017 <laughs> as well. The oh. well. No, I mean, dude, there was uh, together, not together, <laughs> yeah, okay. up, down, left, okay. right. Like, uh, but the point, is, day. the point okay. is I had a prenup. <laughs> yeah. And then when the Very marriage loosely. dissolved, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. I had everything, should have anything. She... Got to stay in the country. God bless. And there was love, you know, for the FBI that's watching. We were together. We did live together. Um, and now, you know, I wish yeah. her well. We we text on birthdays. All good. But the point is I had a prenup. And I advise a lot of young... We have entrepreneurs walking, uh, watching the show. If you're making money, uh, make sure you have a prenup. And if they're not willing to sign the prenup, that should be a red flag right there. So my question to you while we're pulling up marriage stats, did you have a prenup when you got... Divorced, married and divorced the first time? Two answers. Yes. First answer is um, my entire divorce is underneath, uh, uh, what do you call it? Non-disclosure. Non-disclosure, judge, um, for business reasons. But I really? did. But I did have a prenup. You did? Yeah. Okay. So if, I, if you see me searching for different answers, I'm thinking of what I'm allowed and not allowed to share. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, but <laughs> when that's I'm, fascinating. By the way, yeah. when I met Nick, yeah. we met playing that. basketball yeah. on Palm Island. Yeah. So if you're familiar with Miami, there's Palm Island. Yeah. Uh, Hibiscus Island and Star Island. Yeah, these are places where multi, multi, multi millionaires live. Yes. Okay. I was on the come up at this point. I would, you know, ride my bike over a couple minutes to the <laughs> to one of the islands and play basketball. And he would kill us all, by the way. He's okay. very, very good at basketball. I'd kill him all. He's very good. Yeah. All these multi millionaires take all their money, all their lunch money. <laughs> However, I met Nick, and you were living on the island at this point. Yeah. In a ridiculous house. It's Googleable. You sold your house for, I believe, eight million bucks. Whenever with the divorce, give or take. Yeah. Um, but you had to delete like this house that you raised your kids yep. in. You had to give it up. Yep. So let's pull up these stats on uh, on marriage if we can. Um, so here's some stats, and we can weigh in on this. I feel like Shawnee's gonna have some something to add here, and reveal her relationships. But anyway, you can just pull up the title of the article. All I'm right. So here's some stats. Now. Here are some stats on how divorce. 
uh, affects men and women. So let's go women first, ladies first. Now, women are more likely to initiate the divorce 70% of the time, and that bumps up to 90% of the time if they are college educated. So there's a 90% chance that your smart, hot wife is going to divorce you if you're going to get a divorce. Okay. Number two, women are more likely to have support during the, the divorce. We all know that family courts tend to side with the mom. They don't want just women being single and penniless out in the streets. Mm-hmm. Number two, women are more likely to get the kids. Um, number And then number four, women are more likely to have more emotional, even cardiac issues after the divorce. Okay. Men, on the other hand, Nick, yes. didn't this didn't affect you, it seems, but men are more likely to lose their physical shape and get fat and even unhealthy. You look great, bro. Thank you, sir. Uh, men are more likely to remarry. You haven't remarried yet. Uh, and men are more likely to get into substance abuse, alcohol, drugs. So um, let's go down the line here. Shani, we'll deal with you last. Okay. So you can get, the, you know, Gather your thoughts. Myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in your experience, Nick, um, yes. who comes out hurting more after divorce? The man or the woman? Uh, emotionally or financially or defined Both. physically? I love that. Um, mine or my opinion? Give us both. Okay, so from uh, on the mind, I think emotionally it was it was definitely a fifty fifty. Mm. Um, the divorce was triggered by me in terms of my behavior. Mm. It was requested or initiated by her in terms of paperwork, um, but it was mutually shared in the the pain. I would say mm-hmm. um, physically, we both we've always been in, in and around the fitness world. It had yeah. a supplement coming for fifteen years. So that physically, um, same same. Um, and you know, even, even with a prenup financially, it ended up extremely, you know, uh, no one was in any issues. So the the house became, um, an asset of the divorce Mm -hmm. and split the house and, and correct me if I'm wrong. She was no like housewife. She was a boss. Uh, There's a 90% chance that she triggered the divorce, right? Highly educated. Yeah. yeah, She's badass. Yeah. So we, we were, um, thepowercouple.com. Our mm-hmm. handles on YouTube and Instagram was the power couple, right? So it's straight up. By the a, way, from a business perspective. Want to hear a crazy story here? Please. Crazy fucking story. I don't know if I told you this. My wife, my wife, um, one of our first dates, we were guests of my buddy, Chris Humphreys, that just had dealt with a divorce from Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a special guest at an event called Visalis. In Miami, 2012, they got a, a um, divorced in 2011. Massive event. My friend Peter Cornell was there. Uh, we're on stage. Uh, there's this couple. I couldn't tell you their name, but we that was one of our first dates. It was a white party. Massive yeah. event at the Miami Arena. And and I followed the dots. You threw this fucking party. Yeah. That was your company. Yeah. So yeah. you're the reason I got married and divorced, basically, because you. <laughs> it was a good party. It was an amazing. It was party. a good party. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that but was that t- was actually last weekend because Facebook Memories, right? Yes. So I'm really connected to dates. Facebook Memories is really good for that. Hundred percent. That was last weekend. Yes, because I started dating her July fourth. Yep. And this is mid to late July, yep. so I remember that yep. vividly. You threw this party. We had VIP access. There I was. Anyway, just throwing that out yeah. there. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're, you're in the middle of your story, sir. Um, so yeah, physically did no, no, no impact, uh, emotionally 50, 50 financially, both are okay. Um, but I think the biggest thing was the emotional side on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. And you had, you were a power couple. Correct. And, and you know, we, that was from a parenting and a business perspective. It wasn't from like, uh, 
you know, we're this or we're that. It was just, mm-hmm. we, we, we led a lot of people in business from the style of, of business we're in. And, and you know, it, it what be, was the age difference between the two of us? Yes. Uh, six months, six months, five months, you're older, five months, five months older. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever date a woman that's older than you? Uh, Currently, right now, probably not. No. I mean, I, I say no to nothing, and I'm open to everything. Okay, but it's a probably. And you're in your early forties. Uh, probably not. Uh, Forty three. Gotcha. I think we're the same. Are we the same age? I'm forty one. Forty one. Okay. Thank you. But the um, but then we were within a year. I but just everyone here's their their age starts with a four. Correct. Yep. No. Really? Definitely not. You're on the three. I'm in the threes. In the threes. Okay. <laughs> Looking good. Lucky. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm about to get G'd up right here. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> oh, for two. That's okay. two, brother. My bad. All right. Late threes? Yeah, Let's fine. just call that. Okay. Yeah, good. Um, fair enough. Jet, you see stuff going all around you over here. This whole situation. Yeah. You got married recently. Um, you hear these stats on divorce. I mean, women your age, because you're also starting with a four. I'm 43. Okay. She's 43. Yeah. She's owning it. Nick's age. Um, how many of your friends are getting divorced by now? So my two best friends, one is a guy who's still single, who's mm-hmm. a couple of years older than me, and one is a woman who's still married. Um, truthfully, of my friends, not a lot. But okay. li- having lived in New York City... That's what I'm talking about. A, a lot. I mean, it's like almost to the point where my friends who are still single are like, why do I want to do this? Because yeah. the divorce rates are so high of people around them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a big issue. Okay, so... Uh, Put away your two closest friends yeah. aside, the guy who's still playing the field, yeah. respect to you, whatever your name is, Yeah. Um, and the other friend. But you have a lot of friends in New York. A, it's very prevalent in New okay. York City, yes. And give us some some reasonings for that. How long have they been married? When? What age did they get married? And what age were these divorce initiated? Because I'm at the point right now where I'm starting to see divorces happen. People got married right. in their early 30s. Now we're in our early 40s, and it's like... Things are happening. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I heard. Oh, shit, what's going to happen? Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. But you're already going through this. So I, some of the people that I know who got divorced got married very young, like right out of college. Mm. You know, came out of college, had met someone in college, got married really, really fast. And they kind of just changed as the years went on. And it's not that they disliked the person. It's just that they weren't compatible anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you, you go through cycles in life. You're like, you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. And for whatever reason, they didn't align anymore. There's a lot of that. And then there's people who, I think some of it has to do with New York City. New York City is like a single town. It's like this delayed adolescence, you Mm -hmm. know, where I think they start to want a taste of that life again, that freedom. Their kids maybe are like, you know, 13, 14, and they're feeling a little bit of that freedom. They don't have a two and a half year old at home anymore. And they're like, oh, I could be going out in the town. You know, they start to get a little bored. And they start to want a taste of that freedom again. Lots so of I access, know like access that. to everything. Yeah, and New York, and New York City, that, that's the energy there. It's like a young, you know, you see people in the club and they're in their 40s and that's not weird. Mm-hmm. So whereas if you went to other parts of the country, they yeah. might expect you to be settled down by then. It might look odd. It's not that way in New York. So it's, you know, there's a lot of chances at happiness if you didn't get it the first well, time Well, I say around. this all the time because being in Miami, like... It's an adult playground. Yes. If I lived in any city in the Midwest, I mean, you know, any yeah. just no, like I'd be married with kids by now, no doubt. Right. Okay. The the marriage mulligan that I had when I was thirty two years old and got divorced when I was thirty six, thirty seven, I would have just stuck it out because half of the reason I got divorced is I'm like, mm, what the, oh shit, <laughs> swim model, ball, oh model, oh what, like a <laughs> right. lot of head spinning over there. But if you're just kind of buckled down in a smaller city, you're not getting exposed to nines and tens walking across the street or you know you go to miami and like you're 
Starbucks barista is like a Colombian model that is like, yeah, I just don't have to work there to live in the country. Like, oh shit, like I'm addicted to coffee now. It's a problem. Got it. Okay, so is there a common theme as to why your girlfriends have gotten divorced? Honestly, um, in att- like they feel like their husband just isn't attentive to them anymore. Hmm. That's what I hear a lot. Like he doesn't he doesn't pay attention to me. He's not he's distracted. There's a boredom in their sex life. Um, they're just not connected and there's a craving for it's not like a craving for a financial you know a lot of my friends are doing pretty well mm-hmm. um, it's not that it's that they want someone who's going to make them feel wanted and they feel like that's missing got it um, Shawnee I'm ready have you ever been married I have I was married okay. for 14 years you were married for 14 wow. years wow yes you held that in all this time I was okay. just waiting to you know <laughs> got it yeah and then when did that years. end uh, two and a half years ago. Two and wow. a half years ago. Do you have kids? I do. I have two children. One nine, one eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, you're a great mom. An amazing mom. I would assume you were a great wife too. I was an amazing wife. Okay, and then who ended the relationship? I initiated it. Okay, I initiated it. College educated. College educated. Beautiful. Yes. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. What What exactly happened that you're like? All right, we've tried this. Uh, three people on the panel have been divorced here on this, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. One, I, maybe just call it two and a half here. <laughs> yeah, two, okay. two, and <laughs> two and a half. However, legally, yeah. what? How long did the path take to say, all right, this isn't working, and then finally, let me pull the trigger on this? Okay. Uh, this was a very long marriage. Um, how long did it take? I think. Uh, I think what starts to ha- what happened. Let me speak for my own situation. I think um, over time, I think you can become impatient towards change. I think you can uh, you can reinvent yourself many, many times inside of a marriage. If you care about it, if you value family, then you're going to reinvent yourself quite a few times. Uh, at some point, you may hit maybe like a, a roadblock where you feel that any part of yourself that you would reinvent would not be able to make this situation long-term sustainable. I think that's what uh, begins to happen. We looked a little, you guys talked a little bit about the divorce rates. They're a little bit different with the pandemic because economics play a very, very mm. large role. So if you want to, you can look at those stats. Uh, the pandemic has really changed the way people are peopling when it comes to marriage. So more, the divorce rate is actually down. Um, the last time I looked at it is down because of the pandemic. Uh, to, the divorce rate is now down yeah, because down. of the pandemic? Less yeah. cheating. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah I but mean, I, it's just okay, economically. As, as, on, on one part, I, th- I get the less cheating. Yeah. There's yeah. not more. There's yeah, less, there's there's less cheating. But I feel like it would, like the stress level, like no, I'm, no, no. I can't can't be in the same room as this person anymore. Yeah, if you look at it, um, if you look at that, um, just look at some of the race divorce rates under the condition of the pandemic. Um, as inflation continues to rise, you're going mm. to see more people valuing um, partnerships and relationships. Mm. You're going to see that with the impact of it. Um, this idea that you spoke about, and I've da- so I am dating, um, and I've dated men from New York, which I don't particularly like. I don't like the men in New York. Um, why is that? N- n- not much. I'll tell you why. Um, I am from Miami. I'm a Southerner. Um, so people c- that that come here, if you're an implant, you will see. Miami as like this super life but if you're from here your family's Mm -hmm. here Um, my family is originally from Alabama um, Georgia so this is a very very southern place when you connect to the people that are you know original to him he called me a unicorn earlier and that's probably why so we see it more so um, so like I'm more southern than I am 
you know, from this metropolitan city in Mm -hmm. that way. So my values are just a little bit different. I forgot where I was going. That was saying something. Oh, but when I interact with people from New York, I find them to be in this description that you said. I I like the men from Jersey way more than I like the men from New York, Mm -hmm. uh, just because they're, yeah, just because the way that they, you know, relate to women, um, there is uh, me, when I interact with them, I feel a little bit of the undertone of there's another one coming. There's another one coming. There's another one coming. in terms of a woman you understand what i'm saying so because there is such a variety of women available to them they kind of operate under the auspices that there's going to be another opportunity another opportunity Mm -hmm. another opportunity not with me but there may be biologically i mean this is you know Mm -hmm. throughout history women prefer quality you know a chivalrous you know man to take care of them in the winter and Mm -hmm. men prefer more quality i mean it's it's yeah. you know kings sultans and even anything beyond that they're you know spreading their seed all over town so biologically is it oh, even yes. is it even feasible for a man to always be with one woman and not even maybe not even be but look not even you know like you can look but don't touch but is it even yeah, realistic? I, it wasn't, I, I think it's realistic depending on what the person's value is. I didn't mm-hmm. have any issues with, um, I, I don't have any cheating trauma, in fact. I have okay. no cheating trauma. I didn't have it with any of my boyfriends. I didn't gotcha. have it with my husband. So I'm not really accustomed to men not being able to maintain their sexual wiles. Economics play a very large role in this, though. Yeah. It plays a very large role in the way that you approach the world. So if you have limited uh, uh, amounts of resources, and because I've interacted with people with a vast amount of resources and people with menial resources and people with a little bit of resources, Mm -hmm. the way how you handle this dating is definitely going to be different. So if you feel like you have a disposable income, sometimes it can create like this, this idea that in some ways may be true that you have a lot of opportunities when it comes to women. You feel like you have, so you may fuck off sometimes because you feel Mm -hmm. like, you know what, you know, this is... I'm going through that right now. Yeah. Like my money's good and I'm just not going to even put up with bullshit. Right. So you're (laughs) Yeah. So and and sometimes you may not even be putting up with any bullshit. It may not Mm -hmm. be where you're even putting up with bullshit, because if you are making a certain amount of money, then hopefully you are being able to attract a quality of a woman. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you're not dealing with bullshit per se. Um, But maybe somewhere in your mind, you think that a better woman is coming. Right. So if you continue to create this ideology, you can cheat yourself out of partnerships. Right. You can treat yourself out of someone genuinely loving you and caring for you, which is something that you there's no amount of money just because I've dated at so many different levels Mm -hmm. you know financially and that it's not something that you can replace when someone genuinely cares for you this is something that money cannot buy I've seen it many times and let me ask you real quick and and you're chomping at the bit Wayne in this I can see it Um, you know once we talked about men can't but you're like (laughs) you're familiar with the concept of hypergamy very much so okay so you know you're a yes beautiful empowered Mm -hmm. uh successful woman mm-hmm. you're not gonna date some schmuck like i mu- i i have to imagine yeah so that even, it's very difficult for you to, to find someone it's not very difficult for me to find anyone um i've dated so many different men i've dated athletes i've dated doctors i've dated I've, yeah, but, I've dated but, so many of but, them. But Shawnee, mm-hmm. listen to who you just said. You've dated athletes and doctors. And let me tell what me, percentage let me tell of men you about that. Okay, so let's doctors. talk about that. Let's talk about that. So, so hold on, let me just make mm-hmm. my point and then you get... I would say that you are in the top, let's call it 10% of women. Let's just call it that. Probably higher. Beautiful, attractive, all, the whole thing. So meaning your dating pool is only the top 10% of men. Not particularly. 
That's why doctors I mentioned those and men. athletes. I mean, they just happen about, you know, they just happen about. Um, and you know, those doctors and athletes. That just <laughs> they just pop happen about. I mean, it, it depends yeah. on where you are and where you work. Even when I okay. met you, I met you at a business conference. Correct. So depending on where you put yourself in proximity is going to, you know, dictate mm-hmm. who you entertain. Your network you is your, your network. network is your concept, network yes. somewhat in some regards. Uh, but when I speak of those particular men in terms of that, I, and I know that and I'm the what triggered that thought is when people talk about hypergamy because when you date those kind of men, mm-hmm. I don't think women really understand what they're getting into when they make that their particular target to interact with that demographic of a man. When you're talking about 1% mm-hmm. of income and if you are a woman of color, then those stats are even less yes. for a man to make that type of money. So if you are really, I, I mean, if you make your whole life about you know being able to meet someone that's at an economical position and you're not able to account for what men have to do to get to that level mm-hmm. and who he becomes on the way from there. And if he's black, the experiences that he has to, you know, encounter on the way to, you know, becoming a millionaire, mm-hmm. then you're really, really mm-hmm. not doing the right math. You're not really doing the right math. You really, yeah, mental health is, is you know, really important. So, but So women who date those types of guys, can they expect that type of successful multi-millionaire, whether he's a professional basketball player, professional medical doctor, to stay faithful? I don't know if you can from the, that that has always been the issue and the challenge with me is because number one, when you are performing at such a high rate in terms of what you do to acquire money, mm-hmm. uh, your mind needs a bit of fantasy to relax. Oh, you and you're okay with that. Am I okay with that? Not for where I am in my life, mm-hmm. like where I'm not, I understand it and I, and I can see how, you know, this is how you need to distress and how you like to entertain yourself and sometimes how monogamy can really feel like monotony to you and I understand these things but in terms of like I I also my boys I have two boys they're nine and eleven so it's very very important that I one do not degrade what it means to create a family just because you're an economic provider you understand I I cannot um, undermine what their father is in terms Mm -hmm. of you know how they contribute to their lives in terms of manhood just because you're economically you know stable that's just one part of it and I think women who preach hypergamy and all of that they're not really looking into you know who this man is and what he has to do to relax you understand i don't think people who who go after you know they say i'm into hypergamy they don't consider what this person who makes that amount of money the amount of intelligence they have the amount of genius mm-hmm. they have how hard they work and if they decide they're only going to focus on you it really requires an intense amount of focus because literally there's women you know throwing themselves at them in abundance mm-hmm. in abundance and that and the doctor the <clears throat> lawyer even just an attractive man who makes six figures let's talk about this attractive man over here this guy uh i mean look nick sarnicola nick sarnicola google this guy this guy <laughs> was making a ton of money in your business hundreds of thousands of dollars per month fair to say oh yeah, yeah. how the fuck did you stay faithful or did you not i didn't you didn't okay walk us through that by the way, you're from uh, Michigan. You moved to Miami. Yeah. First okay. of all, you're an outstanding human. Thank you. Like, just very eloquent. Very Thank eloquent. You. Thank you. Um, well, I moved to California. I was 20. Okay. Um, and on the journey of the industry I was in, it was just all about leadership. So I went on a 10-year accidental case study of leadership. And first it was like, 
how-tos, and then it became this uh, um, this person on leadership, JFK on leadership, Lincoln on leadership. Uh, and then it became reading the biographies of world-changing leaders, past and present. And unfortunately, the, the more I learned in, about history and the more I learned about present-day leadership, there was a lot of there's a few things that were uh, in common with all of them. Mm-hmm. And that was their lack of monogamy. And I don't know whether that is, um, whether that's DNA or whether that's um, what's happening hormonally because of, as she just referenced, just the fucking mm-hmm. drive. And I don't know what the gang is con factor is what I, I don't like know. To what, call it. I don't know what dry, I don't know what causes it. I'm mm-hmm. not a scientist. But I, I think the, most people don't account for the fact that sexual energy is creative energy. Yep. It is creative. So the more, creative you are the more sexual you are so Mm. when you are asking a man to harness that amount of creative energy and he actually gets compensated for how creative he actually is it can't be undermined so when you get a man in in a family situation because what he's doing outside of that that is what the and then i have some arguments that men wealthy men wherever however we define wealth here they really have to love a woman versus a woman. She has to care for you. She has to be there for you. But she's probably not getting sexual, you know, things thrown at her, you know, on a on a just all the time. It's not in an abundance. From so, the husband or from other guys? No, other guys. just from women. Like, I mean, maybe maybe four or five guys may hit on me, whatever, in a week or slide what? into my DMs. I feel maybe. like it's the exact opposite way. I what think do it's you the mean? opposite, no. too. I'm with no. you. Why do you say it's opposite? No, I, I feel I like mean, women get hit on all the time. Not, all the time. not more than wealthy men. No, oh no. no, I think I it's, it's much easier DMs. for a woman. I no, mean, I would say up. like you Nobody. go. They probably don't know you're wealthy. <laughs> if you <laughs> take probably, like they probably see my kids. They're like, eh. <laughs> oh, they do it. If you take an attractive woman and you take an attractive man and you put them out in the world, I mean, and you have them interact, bar setting, whatever it may be, same caliber of income. I guarantee you that woman's going to have more DMs. That woman's mm-hmm. going to have more guys because guys are trained hopefully when they're young to to approach women like mm-hmm. you know if you want to if you want to make something happen you got to yes. make it happen women are often told to sit back and they're told oh let the guy come and do it. let the guy yeah. introduce that let the yeah. guy so because of that just by nature of that training you're going to be in, inclined to approach women more so i mean mm-hmm. i mean i worked in media like Listen, I my head was exploding a little bit on this cheating stuff, Adam. You know that, but <laughs> I worked in media. What do you mean? Why was I exploding? just well because cheating is a decision. It's not, you know, it's a decision that you make. Like yep. I was hearing um, what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. I disagree in many respects. Mm-hmm. I worked in media for a very long time. You know, I hosted at Fox. I hosted The View. I had many men in very wealthy positions with a lot of prestige, with big microphones, all calibers, Mm -hmm. come to me, actors, musicians, executives, on-air hosts. And even when I had met Jeremy, it's really funny because I had met him and he's a very regular, he's a smart guy. He went to Rice University. He's very capable. He's a hard worker. He was young. The first young guy I ever dated, by the way. The first boyfriend I ever had was 13 years older than me. I always went older. He's the exception. And I remember even one day sitting on a panel with Luke Perry, who was my childhood heartthrob. I was like, oh, are we my heartthrob. Oh, and he surprised Ooh. me on my birthday. He Ooh. came to the show and I was like, Jeremy and I had just started going out. And I, I just looked at him in the audience and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm really just not even into this. Like, I don't. I think it really depends on who you are, what stage of life you're at, and sure. how you were raised. Like, mm-hmm. I was raised that you wait until you don't get married to just anybody. You wait and you find that person that you're, you're just kind of turns your world around. And, and if you're going to cheat, 
if you're inclined to cheat, there's something wrong in that marriage. End it. End it like a relationship. Go and so end it and say. So you're saying that you should say, just end a marriage I'm if, saying, if you cheat? I'm saying that if you are inclined to cheat, right? If you're saying, okay, in order for me to stay in this marriage, I need to cheat. If that's your justification, you need to go. You need to figure out what's wrong in that marriage. You need to work at that marriage, particularly if you have children involved. You need to try mm. your best to fix that. If then you decide you can't, don't go cheat on that partner. Mm. Separate. As, as it's not going to work. Don't sorry. be disrespectful unless your partner doesn't care and says, hey, I don't care if you sleep around or you've got some type of situation right. going on like that. Cheating is never going to end well. It's just you're not going to feel no, good right. about it. Your well, partner's not going to feel good about <laughs> no, it. It's right. not case a good decision. No argument, if, a woman, if a woman cheats, it, it takes a lot more for a woman to cheat. A woman has to have a major emotional investment to cheat. A guy will just go bang a girl because he's got she's got a big booty. Or like I hate I'm to tell you. I hate to tell you there's a lot of girls I don't, I don't know like what's going on in Miami there's a lot of girls in New York City that cheat that that have that energy you're talking about mm-hmm. and they cheat and it's physical and they're not madly in you're love. saying that it's 100 percent physical it's not emotion. physical so they're, they're bored mas- they're more masculine they're, they're bored yeah that that's interesting they're not having sex at home with their husbands mm. they're bored they love their families they're not looking for a whole new life but they want to feel good women have sexual energy too they want fulfillment oh, yeah. they want to be all of us have sexual energy and yeah. some women I've, I've want had... that they're going for that and they're not going to look for to see whether you're calling them the next day the, the stereotype is that the woman falls mm-hmm. madly in love with somebody else and they're it's all about emotion and they're they're cheating because they're all no sometimes it's not there are women out there that it is physical they need that satisfaction and they don't want to leave their husband and if their husband finds out yeah what happens next well if he's got any integrity then he should say i'm out Hmm. i'm out i'm done i would never tolerate cheating that's one thing and i when i got married i went into it saying listen i there's a lot of ups and downs we're going to have mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are going to go on we're going to have probably going to have a kid it's going to be hard cheating i'm done hmm. I'm, that's not for me i'm done so he knew that but you got it you got it you got it you got to explain mm-hmm. that and listen, no hatred for you that it, that it happened. Oh, you know, yeah. No disrespect. I don't know your situation. Everybody's got their own situation. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Everybody, and, and he was the first to chime in and say, it yeah. doesn't end well. Well, so ex- you know. explain your situation. Explain yeah. what well, happened. Well, um, I got, there's so many paths that, that you just went down. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, has anyone read Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel? No. She's the leading authority and sex therapist, couples therapist in the world. Nice. I, I strongly Sounds like it. you were assigned that book. Mm-hmm. No, I found it. No, no I wouldn't found it. Okay. I wouldn't found, yeah, good, I wouldn't found good, her. Good, good, good. I was just like, wow. And she, she explains both sides really eloquently. So mm-hmm. I, I recommend anybody read it, single, married, divorced. Um, in any case, um, you reference a lot of ideology, right? Mm-hmm. You reference like, well, if they're raised well. Well, my parents yeah. are still married 45 years later. My grandparents were married. So I was raised really fucking well. Yeah. Um, but is it possible that I was raised well, but I'm non-monogamous? And is it possible I didn't understand I was non-monogamous until years into a marriage? Until I'm already now doing things that I go, wait, am I doing this because I'm not in love? No, I'm fucking madly in love, like insanely in love. That was mm-hmm. Am I doing this because I don't have money or power? No, I've got a lot of it. Am I doing this because it's not... I don't have enough attention. No, I got it. So, it, so I'm, I'm still in this discovery phase. Mm. Myself, so what have you just, right? so uh, just because I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Like, you loved your wife. Oh, I still do. She's amazing. Okay. You have two beautiful kids together. Yeah. You're making a ton of money. Yep. You enjoyed your life. Yep. No. There was nothing on paper that says that you should be cheating. By the way, I've like, your wife was gorgeous too. Like just yep. add that on top of that. So what was like, all right, I'm in Miami is it just that so know, many they, options and flavors out there that, or what was it? Because it must have been something to make you say, because yeah. 
there's a difference between looking and touching. Sure, sure. So what was like, and and then once you did it the first time and you got away with it, you're like, all right, let's let's roll so the dice and question. go for time number two. So number one, no, nothing to do with Miami. In fact, we lived in Miami, so I was always on my best behavior in Miami, right? So it's like the, uh, had nothing to do with Miami. Um, so it was when I, you're on the road. It's it's when you know you and you know. It, uh, here's how I relate it. If you think you're a non-monogamous person, it's kind of like maybe you think you're gay and you're like, I don't really know. I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to communicate it. I don't know how to, but it's, and it's how do you exciting. Know? How do you, you know if you don't try? Right. So it's like, you're, it's almost like you're in a, this like closet, right? How do I say this? People are going to judge me. People are going to, and then you start experiencing like, fuck, okay. I don't, I think this is the case. Now what? Uh, yeah. I, I grenade my marriage, my company, my children, my, how do I approach this? How do you, what's next? Right. Mm-hmm. And well, just to be clear, you thought that you're like, I don't believe in monogamy, but that you found that out after you were married with kids and all the success. I, I would say that the seed was already there. Okay. Um, and, and I was so extremely behaved. I didn't even date in my twenties. All I do is work hundred hours a week. Mm-hmm. I fucking just did nothing but build wealth. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was with someone for four years, met my ex-wife right in the middle of it. She was engaged. I was four year relationship. We fell in love. We got married. Right. Awesome. So, um, we got, we, we fell in love while we were both still in our relationships, uh, moved in together, got engaged, got married, you know, uh, and then right into a child. It was bang, 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 bang. Yeah. So that doesn't Two remo- children. Yeah. Nine and six. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't remove that seed of, oh, shit, th- this all just happened so fast. I've never even dated. Anyway. See, I'm wondering, yeah. though, like when I hear that, yeah. I thought like, well, if you were buried in, you're saying you were like mostly focused on your business. Yeah. I'm wondering if you had dated more in those years and maybe. had a, a diversity of exposure maybe. to women, you mm-hmm. might have discovered you were non-monogamous yeah. before you got married. And maybe that was a conversation you would have been able to <laughs> for, have before sure. you met her. For sure. Shawnee's nodding her head yeah. saying, hell no. No. So this is this is where I know like you're you're saying like you disagree. So when I'm when I think about there's another book to read that talks about sexual energy, which is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's chapter 11. And, yes, right? Yes. So oh, 100%. T- 100%, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember So it, it talks about how what happens when, you know, masculine and female energy come into play and what it is that we create. You know, sexual energy is right up there with creative energy is always there. It is always present. But you constantly have to choose what am I going to do with this creative energy that I feel towards this person? Do I have to fully sexualize this creative energy that I feel from Mm -hmm. this person? Right. So this whole idea of not being monogamous and non-monogamous or whatever the case may be, that's a very, you know, elongated process. But and this is why marriage is necessary. Right. Especially when you're talking about someone who has access to wealth, wealth represents choice right you can make as many choices as quick and as fast as you Mm -hmm. can you can replicate yourself all of these different things so it comes apart in in marriage often does that it's unfortunate when it does it because now this means that i'm willing to restrict some of the creative energy that i feel from other people right i'm gonna limit that creative expression i'm not going to take the create because i work with men all the time i work and i don't sleep with my clients and i don't you know do all this kind of stuff do we creatively express ourselves and get together you know what i'm saying was hi they're attractive i'm attractive whatever the case may be but it doesn't always mean that you take the energy that you feel from another person and you sexualize it you don't always have to do that with energy especially when you have a family right when you have a family and a part of your income is a part of giving stability Mm -hmm. to you know your offspring so you have to begin to think beyond just yourself right if you're thinking just about yourself you can do whatever you want to do with your creative energy but if you care about how you replicate 
educate yourself in the form of children, then this has to change, mm-hmm. right? So it's not. Don't really you wish about, you had that sat yeah, you down and talked to you about yeah, that? Yeah, like, <laughs> so right. So it, you're always going to feel creative energy. I, I have no attraction to women. I don't sexually want to be with them. But do I creatively respond to someone who has intelligence and who have mm-hmm. beauty and have art and expression? Yes, but it doesn't mean that I take that relationship and I sexualize it. And what part of it? And, and then what part of it do I need to sexualize it for it to be mine for me to have a part of it? So you you and 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 this is why I argue a wealthy man uh, ha, d- has to love his wife, right? A, a, a woman that is with a man, she 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 may can get away in that marriage without her actually loving him. If he's wealthy, she could mm-hmm. get away with that. She can you know have children. She can do this. She can do that. He cannot do that because if he doesn't absolutely love her to the degree that he understands that yes. his love is supporting a family, he's going to constantly tap that creative energy in a way that is going to deploy that family. That's the issue with it. You're always going to feel creative energy between people. You're going to feel it. But if a wealthy woman mm. doesn't, for example, if you flip the situation, if mm-hmm. a wealthy woman does not love, I mean, I'm sorry, if a, if a woman does not love the man, you were trying to create mm-hmm. a, I, I'm saying, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a wealthy woman, if she doesn't love a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If a wealthy woman doesn't love a man, she's going to wind up She's going to wind up cheating. She's going to wind up straying. So, she's going to wind up, you know what I'm saying? Like, so women, just the probability, right? So just when we look at the or probability. Or she's going to wind up having an emotional affair. Or there's just, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe. Can, can I just to yeah, interrupt? Maybe, I'm going to read not. you a quote that I once heard. You tell me, a woman's loyalty is tested when her man has nothing. But a man's right. loyalty is tested when he has everything. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe. A, this goes down to the concept of hypergamy. Yeah. If, when a woman looks at her man and he's not bringing anything to the table, she's like, I, I'm out. But when a man's like, dude, I got this, that, the other. Huh? Yeah. That's exactly what you were doing. This with. is what I'm saying. I mean, this is this is what I feel. But I do hear what you're saying. If a woman is in a relationship with a man and she is wealthy, the, the, the probability of that is not really high because men just make more m- money than women, you know, in this country. So we're talking about some very limited statistics because mm-hmm. there's just not a whole lot of it. Does it exist? Yes, it does. Um, could she end up in a loveless marriage? Could the woman end up in a loveless marriage? It really depends on what you're marrying for. I think that's one of the fundamental issues in this country with people don't understand that marriage was created for family. This is what it's created for. So when Mm -hmm. you talk about these love and emotions, it's Mm -hmm. great when it's added, but you are coming together for a family. 100% agree with you. I have a friend that got married and they were like, yeah, we're not having kids. I'm like, what the fuck are you getting married for? What historical reference are you running? Makes no sense. Marriage was created to protect wealth from wealthy families. Exactly. That's what it was for. It was like, I'm a king. Send, I'm gonna send yes. my prince. That's what marriage. That's, elite, that's yeah, what it was created exactly, for. Exactly. Exactly. It was it was created for to protect to keep the rich rich, right? right. That's, in and that's the family, when families started family. having sex okay, with fair, each other, fair. family Sorry. members, and to maintain wealth. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I think I think though people, some people get married, even though even if they don't want children. I agree with you, by mm-hmm, the way. I think mm-hmm. that marriage really, when people decide to get married, oftentimes because they want a family and they want but family that doesn't always stability. mean children. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's but you true don't want too. To just what do you mean? Family doesn't always mean because it doesn't. Like say, for instance, you just use an example. I'm sorry to cut into yeah. you but you know if someone gets together and you love this woman and this is this woman becomes your family there needs to be documentation in place to make sure that you know if you're going to leave your wealth to her that she's you know that that whatever you generated that okay. it's shared between you two so this needs some level of documentation you know you don't want if you get sick if, if she has to come to the hospital any mm-hmm. of these different things you you're don't also building something what percentage though? of marriage of married of married couples have no kids mm. what oh. percentage do you think it is 
probably very fifteen percent. Small. You think that high? Yeah, I think. What 15. percentage of married couples have no kids? It's like twelve percent, I would say. This is fun. This is like a I'm game show. Yeah. It's like twelve a game to fifteen. Show. I'm going to twelve to fifteen. What do you think? Fifteen. I'm going fifteen. Saying fifteen. Yeah. I say way lower than that. Okay. Why get married? Here it is. Because you're building a life with someone. Wow. How much? 29. Yeah. 29%. Yeah, because Adam. What? Just, yes, because you're building <laughs> something with someone. Yeah. 29% of security. marriages have no kids? Yeah, security. otherwise, what do you, what do, you do? I no, don't get it's this not shit just security. All, it's not just security, so, though. What do you want, a why roommate? Why would a dude, I mean, you got to be a... If, why? Well, who it. do you want to leave your wealth to? Who do you want to leave your leave wealth, your wealth to? to? What no, about leave your wealth? I'm worried about living life. You're, you're, I'm dying six feet under. Spread it out. You can bring it to the strip club. I don't think you're contractual. You don't brain, care though. about that. You don't. Pre- you don't care about the preservation. Of course, but I, I just I don't understand the. But it's an act of love. There, to marry there that needs person to be something like for you to say, all right, till death do us part, and just be with one woman the rest of your life as a man. But you have no kids, nothing whatsoever. I've seen it. I don't understand that concept. I've seen it. I have a few friends in mine and, and like I get they're doing it and I more power to you. I yeah. love these people. I it just doesn't So it's I something even, doesn't make sense. Because you're not you're not people. building a life with someone if you're not if you're I mean what you're building gonna just a live, life yeah to do but what, what? About people who get the whole point of building because a life and a family is to have kids it's not yeah, about family for everybody what? Yeah. sometimes it's about a family like let an me ask you Jedediah, family. you've yeah. been married how long now i'm married four years okay how long do you think your marriage would last with jeremy if you had no kids i wouldn't be worried about that one bit what are you talking what, what, what i wouldn't people do i yeah. wouldn't what about i absolutely the people that are wouldn't together? but what about the people that are together and they can't procreate together you'd adopt a kid what if you don't want children? Not everybody wants children. There's though. many people who I don't, don't get want that. Children. Then don't get married. But you to me, so. marriage is to have a family and create a legacy. And but you're I, defining I a family. You're oh, defining you children. Wanna, you think you I need someone to come home to come? Sh- children. You only see family as children. It's not just about kids. It's not just children. It's not. It's not just children. Guys, and if you're out there just marrying a chick without and just settling down with one woman the rest, you're like no kids. We're all three disagreeing right now. Like, that's fine. You also have a terrible view of marriage. What you just said, because you just said, "What do I need to come home and have someone complain to me?" That's not marriage. Isn't just that. It's somebody to lean on. You okay. know what, Adam? I, I must not have a terrible idea of marriage because seventy percent of people understand but they're on no, my side. They're not you on your kids. side. The so Matt doesn't side. agree with you. Not, no, no, no. You don't know why they don't. Of the people are having kids. Adam, you don't know so why. Mathematically, I'm no, right. you don't know why those people don't have kids. Maybe some but of them can't have kids. That's still high. That's still twenty-eight percent of twenty-nine percent of people getting men. That's still high. You were shocked. I was like fifteen. Can we get a second opinion on that? I was at 15 and 20. I was at 15 and okay. 20. So my, my feeling is if the man, because you reference the man, feels it in his heart to say, I'm going to show a greatest act of love that I can to you of mm-hmm. loyalty and security and just uh, uh, to show the rest of the world how much mm-hmm. I love you, I'm going to marry you. That has nothing to do with children. That's that's him demonstrating his uh, his highest act of love to her based on what she desires I'm, or he desires. By the way, we're cool with that. I'm on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I've been in love. I've been uh, yeah. like... The, like Hundred percent. I don't necessarily agree with but it. But then you, you just do say, "All right, that's it. We're done." Like just get the two of us. I, I don't understand that concept. But yeah. sometimes people, uh, sometimes men don't want you with anyone else. Like sometimes men get married Ooh. because they love you so much Ooh. and they don't want you. With no, anyone that's called else. jealousy. No, that's, that's called not, having a fragile ego. No, that's not. I'm marrying that. you because that's, I don't no. want anyone else touching you. 
That's part of that percentage That's too, though. Part, yeah, <laughs> okay. but why would you, yeah. Adam? We got to talk after the show. But I don't know. Can I just talk about the show? Can I just talk about the show? Is that you? Teach me why I'm wrong. Can I just say one thing? Like life is full of hills and valleys, right? Everyone's been through obstacles. Everyone's been through tough times. There are people who want to partner. They want to go through life and say, you know what? I may lose a parent. I may have a friend that winds up in the hospital. Trauma is going to hit. Every single yeah. one of us have been through trauma. Totally you want a partner. That. Then and why get married? Because that. Then just have a living girlfriend. Because it's a commitment. Because that, per, that living girlfriend can walk away so from you in two seconds. So the woman can seconds. take half your shit when you, when you can't uh, Because have a baby? it's what? different to be invested in but someone always, and have them invested yeah. in you. I don't know, guys. You're yeah. gonna, I'm, Something's I'm, not adding I'm up gonna here. make a bet. I'm yeah. gonna make a bet with you sure. in your life. You're gonna change your mind about this. About you're, what? About what you're saying I right now. I guarantee you, Jedediah, when I get married, because I wanna get married, it's because I wanna have a family with this oh, woman. Okay, got and it. I'm gonna say, this is the reason that we're, I'm buying you this expensive ring and we're getting this big house, mm-hmm. is because I wanna have a family. If you think I'm just marrying you because I love you and I'm just wishing on a star that we're gonna have some dream life and I'm just gonna have someone to share life with, that's not how I view marriage. That's you. There's a lot of people. Seventy percent of people agree with me, lady. I actually agree (laughs) with you. A lot of people. I agree with you because I would not get married outside of the creation of children. So I I do understand you, but I also know Mm -hmm. that that is not the only reason for people to get married. Even though that's my place, I I believe that people. My opinion on marriage. Yeah, my opinion. For me to marry you would have to be, you know, for co-creation. Would you have gotten married and had no kids? Probably not. The kind of person I am. Probably. Would you have gotten married and had no kids? Uh, at that moment in time, we had she wasn't going to marry me unless I agreed to kids. So that was actually a deal breaker. Okay, yeah, cool. meaning, and I respect that from her. So, yeah. um, to which you know, I yeah. agreed, and uh, you know, who knows how different things would have been if we would just waited mm-hmm. in having kids. Okay. I noticed you didn't ask me. No, I'm coming to you, but yeah. I've already asked you, Ashley. I, got- I, said, I said, would you have married Jeremy if you didn't yes, plan on having kids? I got married, and I was leaning toward not wanting kids. I hmm. got married because I am that person. I wanted a partner in life above all else. I'm okay. very grateful. I'm glad I had a kid. It's the best thing that but ever But there's also to two me. sides to the to the coin. Jeremy has an opinion here too. Jeremy wanted a family. Jeremy, Bingo. but Jeremy, so yes, he, so, but he would have so gotten. He would have. Before when I, you got married, did you have a conversation we did, about the family? And we were going to get married. Of no, course, no, but, but we if were, you said I don't want kids, no, you'd been like, no, well, I'm probably out of here. No, because I said I don't know how I feel about this, and he said, you know what, I want to get married anyway. It's about us. I want a partnership. I want to okay. do this life with you. And if we have kids, great. It's an added bonus. Let's go to the stats here, Natalia. Um, <laughs> would you get married to a man, high value, high quality man, and then just not have kids, and then just that's your partner? There you go. Um, Harry met Sally. No kids. I mean, I want kids. So for me, like if I'm getting married, it's because essentially I would like to have kids. Yeah. I mean, I understand that there are people out there like my lady who does my lashes. Mm -hmm. She's like very adamant. Like, I don't want no kids. I want to just live with my husband and be happy and live that life of no kids. Okay. Um, But not me. I yeah, but the problem that's going on. This, this is interesting. What, go ahead. What do you want yes. to do? If I'm reading this right, if yes. I fucking read this right, yes, the data are. is saying that the trend is going completely the opposite of the 70% is going to become 60, 50, 40. Yeah. And more and more people are getting married without wanting kids. Yes. Okay. Well, also, here's another stat for you. We talk about this all the time. By 2030, I'm talking about women here, because women are the people that are typically the nurturers raising the yeah. kids, you know. Well, you know, according to some woke fellows these days, you know, men are having kids too, I get, but let's just get started. Well played. Well played. Uh, okay. whoa, whoa, man. One thing but at a time. By 2030, 45% of working women between the ages of 25 and 45 
Okay, so these are working women yeah. will be not married, never been married, and no kids. Mm-hmm. So these women, that's not these stats. Mm. These women, I want to know what kind of future they have when they're 52 years old and they've had this successful career because they're career women and they didn't ever got married and they have no kids. How they look at themselves in the mirror and be like, yeah, but I... I climbed that corporate ladder. I bet you they've already adopted at that point if they're 52 and they really want to no, have no, a kid. No, no, no. They haven't adopted anything. That, what, the stats You're talking show, about statistically. Okay. But they're not married, no kids. So a woman's future, not ever getting married and not having kids, to me, that's a very bleak future. I don't know. So I'm not I, a woman. Maybe perhaps you don't understand that when a woman procreates on your behalf, she's extending your legacy. You need to understand that. She's not extending her, her last name. She's not procreating on behalf of herself. She's taking your DNA, putting it in her body, and replicating no, but you. She's also replicating right? so herself. A part what? of her DNA, she but can, mostly you, you really can't. I totally disagree half. with you on that, Shani. What do you mean? Shani. Yeah. Shani. I totally disagree. It's this hurts is, coming this out is, of her yeah. body. This is an establishment of your legacy. It's your last name that's going on. Yeah, but you can hyphenate that shit. But many women don't do that. Many women okay. don't do that. They don't it's a union. It's a union. It's a union. Are your kids, you have two kids, two children, boys. And they look they just only... like their father. Okay. They look just like their father. But they're still part of your they're legacy. They're still part they of my legacy. Maybe they're not yours. They're definitely mine. You know, fathers may be, you know, that crap nevertheless it's more it's more about your continuation more about your continuation as a man so when you continue to you know use this argument that women are just going to be at this disadvantage if they don't procreate it's not hugely an issue for her it's not hugely an issue for me to for me to take care i i i my children (laughs) i breastfed my sons for two years each two Mm -hmm. two so you got four years of my life i spent breastfeeding i had natural birth no epidurals no nothing it ripped my body in incomplete and i am still here today i did this on the behalf right do i love my children are they great you know individuals that i enjoy um parenting but this is this is a lot about my husband and his legacy these boys are going to grow up work in his country i mean work in his <laughs> company yeah. he is from another country that work out too um so it's it's not a huge imposition to women to try to make it seem like oh woe is woman when she's 52 when she's you know childless uh women you can pull those stats too that women are happier without procreating they're happier without marriage they're happier if you look at those stats pull those up so while you like to have this argument which mm-hmm. i you know would you like to have this argument they're going to be at this huge disadvantage what are you going to do with their life after they have financially you know but just saying like what are, what are they, they doing, doing yeah time? but so if you just coming, go to ibiza and have a great time yeah. and Mykonos so as if they have nothing the so it, as if they have nothing. nothing else to do with their lives as if like their whole life no, is about change the world. procreation exactly as if their whole life is about procreation <laughs> yeah, and you know I, it's a huge over. duty in which that, i've done for my children the woman's role is to procreate the women gives birth it sounds like i'm hating on women i love women it's I, not. I, no, it's right. not. It's not the women's yeah, right. exclusive. Hundred percent of the people that I've had relationships is women. It's not a woman's <laughs> like role. It's not a woman's role exclusively. We don't exist on this yeah, earth so to he, procreate as a soul. There are many no, women. No, no, no. That is you why you exist. Yeah. Genetically. That is you straight can't, up you why can't, so, Which is why I'm telling you, right? Yes. So when I told you about my initial argument, when I'm telling you, I'm largely doing you as a woman that says, hey, I'm going to come into your life and I'm going to replicate your DNA mm-hmm. for you. The fact that you feel that that is my role, you need to understand that, right? Okay, there but, needs to be I'm, value in that. So there's really like no huge short. disadvantage. It's also your legacy. No, no, not as much as it is yours. Not as, How, not as much as it why? is yours. Why? 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 Is it because I a boy, not a girl you had me? Whether if it is a girl or if a boy, I mean, just the 
fact that in this country, children typically carry the name of their fathers. Um, that's in not terms even in this of, country. That's uh, everywhere, right? No, well, no, 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 no. In South America, everywhere. sometimes they'll use there, There's that many countries that have hyphenations so and things like that. You like to throw around stats. Oh, that's nice. I should change it, but it's too late for me. I feel, I hear what you're saying, and I feel like it's a union. So it's not my job exclusively, you know, to procreate. It's not. There are many things, and there are many women, when you look at these stats, I think there are many women who can go through their life, they are career focused, they get to the age of 53, maybe they feel fulfilled by their career, but I can tell you, I know a lot of these women who feel lonely. They feel like they missed something. They feel like they missed an opportunity. And I can tell you from my own perspective, I went through life, yes, all of this career stuff that I did has meaning. I'm extremely proud of all of this. When I had my son, everything had more meaning. It was like, this is why all of this exists Mm -hmm. for him. It gives like a grandeur to everything that I do. It gives me a motivation. And I don't, I think it is selling yourself short to say, this is for a man. This is for, you know, his DNA. This is, that child is as much a part of you. You contribute. I'm sure you're an amazing mom. Your values, your, your body that, that fed and nurtured and created that human being. I'm looking for a check. Your ambition. (laughs) You're looking for what? You got me thinking about all my responsibilities and contributions. I'm to start looking for more money. I'm like, yeah, shit, this is train this those is, kids good. Yeah, I'm feeling no, I'm feeling what? away about it. But that's, you're listing you know, that's things. your baby. Yes, you these love. are, these what do you are mean my children. Like for alimony, uh, no, no, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, I should be getting paid more for this. Like, this, well, you're if, talking about ripping the body apart and yes. all this. Shit. Yeah, so it made I mean, me I, think did, about I did, my I did the same. By the way, Jenna, yeah. I'm this, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, because I, if you were just like I was on the View, I did this, I had all this going on, and like no, because it. But didn't, you had a kid, and you realized I had a kid. How much a, more important 100%, was that? hundred percent, hundred percent. Now you, I'm not saying every yes. woman is meant to be a mom. I'm not. There are mm-hmm. women out there. I think you have to know yourself. I think you really have to. If you know I don't want children, no matter what, and you've dated, maybe you don't want children. Maybe you're right. But I will say this: I got to 37 years old. Mm-hmm. 37. I met my. I, I did not want children. I was like, this isn't for me. Really? I just don't think. Real it's quick, for me. What percentage of women want children? What percentage of men want children? Since we're doing stats, yeah, I got no, but you didn't do the right saying, stat though. You didn't do that stat about how women are happier without procreating and getting married. I don't know one woman. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Not watch one it, woman. Watch it, how women yeah. are happy. Women are happier without procreating. Not me. I, I'm, I've enjoyed this experience that I did with my Find children. The, the, but look at the stats. both stats. Yeah, but I'm okay. also curious. Like, h- how do we know that? Because they say they're happier? Because I don't know one I'm woman just, I, that yeah, gets to that hell, age. How do you know? Because, just, oh, I'm happier. By the way, jackpot. How I'm the hell does that woman right. know? Oh, she never had kids. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. I was that's thinking like, when you kept saying that. When you kept saying, like, how do people know that they don't want to have children? Like, how can they, so you know, just know that? You, I don't know if that status bullshit, but it listen, does need to be looked up. let's use Jedidai as a case example. You know what I think happens? She's just one case study. You need more than that to create a sample. You need more than that to create a sample. For me, though, for me, I met someone who I, I think oftentimes what happens is these women get so buried in their career they're not open right they're not thinking about relationships they're like this is I'm a, I'm a badass I'm a career mm-hmm. woman their eyes aren't looking around they're not dating they're not making time for that and yep. as a result they don't have a chance to meet that partner that really makes them think differently I met my husband at 37 I had never wanted kids before I looked at him I said wow, I want to have this man's kid. I want to have a baby with this guy. This, this is kid. something special. This is this man's kid. Well, yeah, but it's mine too. It's I mine just coming I'm out of my I'm body. I'm telling you about the language. Listen, I'm just girlfriend, telling you. I, I hyphenated. About the language. I hyphenated. I hyphenated. Maybe but I you know something, different. sometimes it's about, yeah. like, I feel like through this career, I left myself open. 
And you have to leave yourself open. If you just bury your head down in your career and you're not open, you're not going to find that guy and you may miss out. Women need to know that, that it's a very empowering experience to have a child and to bring a human into well, the this world you can't and try to be it. a mom. You can't give it back. You can't be like, <laughs> yeah. let me give this a fucking try. Oh, shit. Some Made the wrong do. decision for do. the rest of my life. Some right? people it's do. Like, it's, it's a keeper. Adam, there was an article recently that came mm-hmm. out where there were a bunch of women that said, I wish I hadn't had a child. Oh, my God. I had a child and I wish I had. I got to tell you, though, I read these articles. I don't know one person that has a baby that doesn't that 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 says that. They do. I don't know one. They, they always love. say, you know what? I love this no. child. I don't know any of those women. Okay. No, I we do. should bring them on. I want to talk to them. I don't, I, I'll help you find them. You know them. about women that what? Yeah, I know about many women who regret um, having children. They regret it. Do they regret having children or they regret having children with the with that guy? Person. They regret having Throwing children. Their you, you can't do that. It wasn't even about throwing their careers away. I, I am a mother mother I, mm-hmm. I i i don't i i don't know i'm a mother mother so i've enjoyed the experience that i've had with my children there is not one day that i regret bringing them to this world at all but do i meet women that oftentimes look at me many 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 that look at me and they say shawnee how do you do this there's they something wrong uh, with uh, the they're single. Yeah, it can be whatever wrong. it is sometimes they're married sometimes they're not sometimes and and oftentimes depending on what type of child i don't think we are really looking at just how um, demanding being a mother is that cannot be misrepresented, and not all people um, can really mm-hmm. give of themselves you. in you that way. Yeah, she's yeah. working there, on there's it. A there's a many we that, threw at her that you're never going to know because they yeah. feel so guilty telling you they regret it. It's true, I, but people tell me they they you're never say gonna know. it. Okay, I, let me just tell you a story, frame well, this, and we're going to move on to the next topic. I'm having dinner with some of my best friends tonight. They're all between the ages of 30 and 42. <laughs> feel free to join us. I'm 43. Sorry, okay. I'm out of you're age. out. You're out, bro. <laughs> I'm the only single one, okay? There's going to be 10 guys there. They're all married with kids, okay? So 9 out of 10 married with kids. I'm the cool uncle. This is part of the reason I don't need kids right now is because I've got 20 nieces and, and nephews that I can just hang out with anytime I want. My best friend since Not kindergarten. Not the same. I, I'm talking about myself. I know. Okay, I'm talking about them. Yeah. Every single one of them, when I ask, because I ask them these questions, how do you like having kids? They're like, bro, it's so fucking hard. You have no idea how hard it is. Be bro. ready. Like, Dude, take your time. Don't rush into this. Oh, my God. The kid with the bills. Yeah. Do you regret it? Not at all. Not at all. So that tells me, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, nobody wants to change diapers. Yeah, nobody wants to chase kids around. Yeah, you don't hate carpool. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. That's exactly what Jedediah said. Okay. Yeah. There are women and I'm gonna tell you the that pro- don't, that regret having children. And okay, I speak well, to you, the, you know so the fact, I'm not going to undermine that there are many women that have created children yeah, and I wish that like they could. I don't like talking about why? the 4% of women no, that hate why? this or but the 8%. I will guarantee, 90% of women are happy that they I will guarantee you there's a financial reason. I will guarantee you there's a financial reason. boring show, though. So yeah, make okay. it, like, <laughs> this is my friend. Well, no, I mean, you guys, after the show. The small percentage. It's the small percentage. And many people aren't willing to even admit it. I'm not arguing it. I'm not one of those women, but you seem to share a lot of stats that are just like they're they're just off they're just off sure, yeah, because, they're not my stats no, I don't they're, they're, wake up yeah. and make up stats yes you do and, you, and, and they're to the left too what they stat? don't even support it I'm with you but what stat no, did I, I make up the show one, me one even, stat even the one the stat that you were talking about 25 to 50 percent of 45 you know, percent of 45 women, you percent. yeah but you're not even lo- you don't look CNN at the other side you don't look at the other side what's the other side the other side that a lot of women are living happily happy without creating children and without getting no, no, married. No, 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 no. 
I'm sure they're happy. So when you but ask, you said, what are they going to Shawnee, be doing when they're 52? You said As they'd if be happier, this- but how would they know? We have a case example right here. I'm going to tell you. Happy with the her stuff. career, but was She's happier when she had her. We're, we're stuck in a loop. If you yeah, regret, though, having kids, I guarantee, if you're a woman and you come out and you say, I regret it, I guarantee you there's going to be the reasons that are going to be cited. If you really dig into it, it's going to be money. There's not mm-hmm. enough money. It's going to be there's a problem in that relationship. It's going to be that you don't feel supported. You're carrying the weight of the burden. You know, some dads, there's stories out you there. They don't do anything. You were pursuing a dream that got killed? Yeah, you mm-hmm. are, or, or you just don't. Ha- there's a support system that's lacking there. When you're in, when you have children, it's very important for for mom and dad to be involved. They have to be. They, the, but those kids need both parents. If that situation is such that dad is off working all the time, and now mom, who wasn't sure if she wanted kids, has kids, and she's a hundred percent in the home, she may be miserable. That is yeah. a fact. But if that were a different type of relationship, and she had support. I don't think that's the way that conversation would go because children can be very, very, very Let's end it right there and let's move on to the next topic. Guys, everyone take a breather. We're all friends here. Absolutely. I know. I love it. And then let's start arguing again. Let's go, Sean. Okay, before you pull up the stat, Natalia, hold on. Um, We're about to have a a conversation about what the prime age of life is. Okay, so we're going to show you some stats. I know, Shawnee, you don't like these stats that we're throwing you away, but don't get (laughs) mad at me. I'm not making them up. You know, blame Bloomberg, CNN, MSNBC, and Reuters, okay? But not yet, Natalia. Not yet. At what age would you say that um, old age begins? Let's go down the list here. For men or women? 50. Old age, fifty. Fifty. Okay. Well, what do you mean by old yeah. age? Old age. Sixty. Okay. I don't understand the question. aging begins at fifty. <laughs> She's like, I'm not okay. playing Adam. Yeah. I don't know Adam. I what would know. you say that um, your prime is? That's what age is your prime? So that's do you a different give that question. Number? Yeah, that's easier. Um, I think um, a woman's prime is probably maybe twenty-two to twenty-five. I think okay. that's like her. I think that's her prime. Time. That's her sexual market prime. That's her sexual s- market value prime. Mm-hmm. That's actually a stat that's we don't believe in your stats. Cited by Rolling <laughs> Thir- Thirty-seven to forty-seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you mean sex? Se- do you no? Mean- just prime. Prime. Yeah, prime. So that's an easy question. Thirty-seven to forty-seven male. Okay. Woman's prime. 40- I would say late twenties. Late twenties. Okay. okay. Now it turns out the older you get, it turns out that your prime. Uh, Goes back a little bit. So now let's use some stats. I don't want to get, you know, persecuted here for throwing some stats your way. Here, according to these stats right here, um, they asked millennials, Gen X, and boomers and the silent generation. So basically, people in their 30s all the way to their 90s. When does old age begin and when does youth end? Okay. And then they ask, what age do you consider the prime of life? Let me just throw some stats your way and then we'll have this conversation. So number one, when does old age begin? Millennials said 59. Gen X said 65. Boomers said 73. And the silent generation, who's past 73, also said 73. So based on that, it's fair to say in your 70s is when, quote unquote, old age begins. Now let's talk about when youth ends. Millennials, who are turning 40, by the way, this year, all of them, uh, part of the club, Uh, They say that youth ends at age 40. Gen X, they say 31. Boomers say 31. And silent generations say 35. What I'm taking from that stat is millennials don't want to grow up. 
Okay? Everyone wanted to grow up quicker. Millennials were like, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kid that. until I'm 40. Punt. Punt that thing. And then here's the conversation. They asked each of these generations, at what age do you consider the prime of life? Millennials said 36. So basically what age they're in right now. Gen X um, says 47. Boomers say 50. And silent generation say 52. So, Shawnee, since I know you love stats... How are you interpreting these numbers? So, um, the human brain doesn't even fully mature until you're about 25 anyway. So, that's really where you mature. I'm a little bothered by the stat because it, it seems to be opposed in the way of they're asking, when is the Stats prime of your seem to life? Bother you. A little. <laughs> yeah, a little. Uh, so, there's two questions here. One is, when is the prime of life and when does old age begin, which do not feel like the same question to me. So, like, when are you in your prime? When are you, you know, have the highest amount of intelligence, the amount of energy, you know, marking, marketable value in terms of attracting a mate? You're, like, between 25 and 30. When old age begin is a different question for me, like, when you start aging. So, maybe about 50. So those are two different questions for me. They're not the same. Okay. Well, let's talk prime of life. We're yeah. talking prime Prime of is life. easy. Prime is an okay. easy conversation. So when you're in, you know, should be in the best part of your, you know, in your body, attractiveness, uh, energy, and things like that. I'm going to say 25 to 30. That's still my number. For women. For, yeah, for women. How about this? For women versus men? Because mm. I feel like there is a difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there yes. is a difference. Um, So maybe... I mean, and then you probably, for the most part, want to have your children before you're 40 as well. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying when you're talking about prime and things that you yeah. can do with your body. Uh, men, probably 42, maybe about 42 is definitely Thank different you. between yeah. men and women. <laughs> it you. is. It's different like, between. Yeah. I, I think know? it's. So here, I, I think a woman's prime mm-hmm. is between 22 and 30. Let's Oof. just say. We're together. Okay. Finally. Oof. And a man's prime is between 35 and 45. Yeah, we're together. Okay, prime so physically. we're good on that. Prime. 20, 20, you ever talked to a 22-year-old? Career, when all things are considered. Career, how you look, you know, yeah. mindset, 20, 20 everything. To 22? I'm going 30. Yeah. I'm going 30 for 22? 22 is way too young. Way too young. Yes, way Not if you're judging by fourth looks. Year, if you're only judging by fourth looks. Fourth year I'm talking about everything put together. What career do you have at 22? Okay, so I'm going to burst your guys' bubble. Guys, especially high value, like successful men, don't care what women do. Sorry to burst your bubble. But you're asking True. a female. Okay. So I'm but telling I'm you, you're not. As long as you're woman. attractive. Yeah, well, I don't play Have that a good game. attitude. Have, uh, have, they you have ambition. Compliant ambition, sure. So that's they don't care. That's interesting. How many successful guys are dating models because they're hot? They're not. What's your job? I don't care. What her yeah, job but Adam, is. I just have a question. Yeah. Do you want to be able to carry on an adult conversation so with a female? Because they're yeah. not. If you haven't she lived right. in the world yet, yeah. you have to grow right. a little bit. Yeah. So, so that's why I said twenty five and up. I said yeah. sexual attraction. Yep. Now yes. you can have you can I, have the same sexual listen, attraction at twenty five. You had at twenty two. I've dated thirty two year olds. I have way better conversations with thirty two year olds, no doubt. All right. But some hot ass twenty two year olds are running around there. So don't pretend that you're not like youth. What I'm saying, you know how they say that yeah. youth is maybe, wasted on the young. Yeah, but you That's can get you maybe can get as that a father, same sexual yeah. attraction I gotta be like 25. 25 and up because as a dad, I can't think of a, my daughter in college and this girl in college. I just I, yeah. maybe it's because okay. I'm a dad of a daughter, right? So well, it's your like, daughter's young. It, well, I know, but you still anytime okay. you look at a, a younger female mm-hmm. as a father, yeah, 100%. there's a reflection okay. or, or an immediate thing that triggers your own daughter. Yeah. Cool. I don't have any daughters. However. <laughs> What is a woman's prime of 30. life? 
And then what is a man's private life? Yeah, 30, 40. Yeah, we, we, I think we kind of agreed on that. Yeah. But you asked, you asked two questions at one time. So you're, you're asked another question. You were asking whether or not men don't, you were stating that men don't care what women do. Wealthy men don't care what women do. Career-wise, right? Yes. However, what you do, right, in terms of how you intellectualize life oftentimes goes to a particular career path. So maybe he doesn't care about your earning potential and how much you financially bring to the table, but he does care about what you do, which is oftentimes for a woman segmented into what she, how she gains money. I actually so they fully do, agree with you. They do, you understand? So, so when you clear. say that they so don't I, care, so I'll say they do. I stand corrected. How okay. about that? They do care what you do like career field they don't care how much money you make right so successful yes. men and typically men are living paycheck to paycheck want a girl that's gonna help yes split the so bills. typically what you do is going to have a role on the value that you pose to that man not so much that it's about your economics but it's about what you contribute especially if you're thinking about child rearing so what you do oftentimes correlate with how much money you make these are these are families mm-hmm. they they work together so they do care they don't. They may not care what you're bringing to the table financially, but they care. They they care. Yeah, I've dated some deadbeat girls that I would yeah, not do. So, so okay? yeah, so but we say that. Some, yeah, they, they had. They For me, it's ambition. ambition. But if it's ambition, it doesn't matter what the career path is, unless it's obviously something debaucherous or something like that. If you're fucking ambitious and you want to mm-hmm. be the most ambitious uh, nonprofit runner who's gonna be broke as fuck. I'm I'm attracted to your passion, your yeah. purpose, yes. and ambition. Yeah. Okay, so to stand corrected, you don't yeah. you care what they do, you don't care how much income they make. Yeah, that's Correct. what, that's what I meant. But they yeah. don't care what your profession yeah, is. Yeah, they but they care okay. what you do. So sometimes when when that argument is kind of passed around, it makes it feel like someone who has wealth doesn't really care what you bring to the table. So they, you I know, totally agree yeah, with you. Yeah. So I just and, I'll, to, and I'll choose my words more yeah. carefully next time. I, they do care what you do. We do care what you do. We don't care. The income. Well, I, think, yeah. I think Miami also shifts that to what you are saying. There's a lot of fucking just rich guys out here that want uh, some yeah. broke, hot, sexy, I don't care if you speak bimbo. English, bimbo yep. on the yes. arm, yep. arm candy. And actually, the dumber the better so I can control everything. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that in Miami. I do not want a dumb girl. Yeah. I'm just like, like, that to me is a cop out. Those yeah. guys are weak. Like, those guys are weak minded. They don't yeah. want anyone to challenge them. Yeah. I would like to have a, a normal conversations yeah enjoy humor banter that is very important to me Mm yeah you know i some guy tried to set me up with with a lady recently right Mm -hmm. and she's a big time realtor in miami and i saw a picture i'm like yeah i'm not i'm not that into he's like dude she's massive i'm like i don't like yeah. She paying my rent? Like I don't pay anything. <laughs> uh, I guess she's a realtor. So, so I, she's I, I, I didn't house? care. I'm like, she's selling my house. Yeah. Right. Oh, she's 37 years old. She's attractive. She's super successful. I go, I don't care how much money she makes because I know she's not paying my bills. Uh, she's 37, so she's probably on the wrong side of having kids. So if I met her today, I'm 41, she's 37, we're not having kids. Like, no, that's out. Yeah. And I'm not that into her. So yeah. And he's selling me. He's like, bro, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. well, you're selling me something that I'm not interested in. So now I understand why that, when you share that, the space that you're sharing it from as it relates to, don't think that that is going to increase my attraction to you just because you can make money, because I can make my own money. Yeah. So women need to know that. Well, I the difference is okay. men will have to share their money with the woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've had girlfriends, I've moved them in, I've plucked them out of wherever. You're living with me now, you're living in a high rise, you're living in a condo. You've done this, I've seen your condo. You know, do your job. You have zero bills. Here's a car. Have a great life. Have a great attitude. Okay, 
but a girl's not doing that to a guy. Yeah. No girls take like no successful guys like yeah I met a girl she's paying my rent now <laughs> and I'm just working from home like it doesn't work. So Very that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I understand that. you. The more successful a guy is, the less he cares what their career path is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you agree with that? I agree. You oh, you actually agree? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100 yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. Is that a four? I'm waiting for you to say you don't get it. No, no, no. I mean, look, like I'm in a high powered career now and I've gotten plenty of big paychecks, but my husband will always say to me, like, you know, as long as you're happy, like doing something that you feel good about, if you want to go and open a wellness spa or you want to become a yoga instructor, and I believe Mm -hmm. him, I think that's 100% true. So. But you're also in a different type of relationship than most relationships because you're 13 years older than your husband. Right. So I've ne- I haven't encountered much of that. And you're also, excuse me, Jeremy, I would say, in my impression, more of the alpha boss in the relationship. You he's say ca- that, but... He's kind of the guy that's like, whatever makes you happy, babe. No, whatever you want. Well, you'd be surprised when it came to a lot of what went on in the house with discipline with the baby. And yeah. you would think I would be that. I really sit back a lot. Yeah, because he's so, raising the baby when no, you're at work. No, no. He, <laughs> Jeremy has a full-time job. Jeremy has a full-time from job. From home. He has a full-time job. But he works from home. He makes more money than I do right now. Okay, well, let's so, step the fucking deals up here. You know, you know how to press it. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, no, that's not, that's not accurate. But... but but, there, but I'm not, not bullshitting here. I'm not making no, up I'm things. No, str- I'm strong-willed. I certainly yes. have a strong personality, but you can ask the team out here. Jeremy interacts with them all day long. Let me tell long. you something. He's pretty have you bossy. ever dated someone with a similar personality to you? Yes. How toxic was that? So, well, I will tell you what was toxic about it was that it was too crazy Italians. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Italian stuff aside, yeah. you're a tough woman. Yeah, no, okay? I, we definitely a, have a tough-minded man yeah. is not going to be like, because a tough-minded mind is going to be like, babe, sit your ass in the corner. Uh, like, relax. Like, uh, the man's taking over here now. He does that I, I sometimes, though. He will. Oh, when okay. I, because well, I'm, I'm an, an anxious. Listen, I'm an anxious person, and he's not. <laughs> you so, ain't he, shit. <laughs> so he will often Shawnee's say to me, me know. "You ain't shit. I ain't yeah. shit. You ain't shit. You'll think you know, but you <laughs> don't." They say in my okay. bottom you line. Ain't shit. <laughs> Spend more Starting time with us. You'll, you'll be surprised. <laughs> Okay. What am I going to be surprised about? You'll be surprised because I think you well, have I, a perception. The reference I see you making is that there has to be a balance of power. And you're, I think he's complimenting you. Like, you're very fucking powerful, headstrong. Yes. And you just said I'm a fiery Italian. Then that other personality, it's either going to be pure chaos and explosiveness yes. and slapping the shit out of you the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that's true. Or but it's got to be more passive, relaxed. Exactly. That's why your relationship works. Because de- he's willing to take a backseat to the star. You know what you need? You're no, the star well, of your relationship. I mean, I'm on camera. but Exactly. But, but issue by issue, what works for us is that what I feel passionate and I'm loud about and I'm insistent about he's like lax like you said whatever and what he feels really strongly about I'm like babe do whatever you want I don't care so it works and sometimes you just need to find that balance it's not alpha versus passive and it's real like, talk yeah. I'm happy that it works have you ever been in a respectful relationship all my relationships <laughs> let's respect. turn this around go ahead grill me can I grill me can I comment about you no I want to comment about him Yeah. Um, what drew me actually to Adam is playing basketball you know, Adam's Adam. He's sarcastic. He's cocky. He's got this arrogance about him, which I like. Like it's cool mm-hmm. to me. Um, and he can hoop. So I met him on the basketball court. Then I started following him, and I saw the dedication to uh, his girlfriend who was going yeah, was through who was going that. through illness and cancer. I yeah. was like, I'm private messaging, like, bro, like I'm tearing up reading his his tributes. Yeah. Right? It's like Thanks, this bro. is a no, and I told you that in private. Yeah. Like this is a very respectful guy. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. Have you ever been the beta in a relationship? No, I did once. Yeah. With this I don't even know what debate. I, I don't even know how that. What, what does that even mean? Meaning she was alpha and you were 
You were no, paying it. Yeah. Zero. Oh, dude, I did it once. Yeah. How'd that um, work out? Because you're, you know. Well, it was perfect timing for because I'm. I was like crash. I'm in my healing process, like just fucking. No. And she was a. <laughs> she was an actress, and you know. I, I don't even. I don't even. I, like I, my mind is like not no, computing how that even works. Sicilian. What does that mean? Sicilian Aries, just like me. Okay. Uh, I, um, whatever level actress has been on tons of movies, and I'm just the guy at the end of the red carpet handing the fucking purse, and I'm laughing to myself. I'm like. This is what it's like. Yeah. Because like, she had no idea five years earlier, had 15,000 people in the American Airlines. She didn't care, didn't ask, didn't know. I was just the guy that she thought was cute and, and owned a business and whatever. And I was just the beta. And she was, I would just stand there and just no. listen to her go until eventually said, Yeah. All right, this and is then, Okay. Then yeah. what happened where you're like, oh, this is so not me? No, correct. Correct. But it was okay. just an interesting experience. How long did you have that weird experience for? <laughs> Six months. <laughs> it, it was the most, and it was, I didn't flirt with anybody. I didn't, because she asked me not to. I said, All right, this is a good test for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't once text him, but nothing, not even a flirt. And uh, at the end of it, I was just like, this is the least peaceful thing I've ever done in my life. Who was this superstar of a woman? I don't need her name, but like, why are you carrying her bag on the red carpet? Who are you dating? J-Lo? <laughs> it was just the timing of my life and how yeah. I met her. What was the age difference? Uh, 12 years. 12, 12 years, years what? She, uh, she's 12 years younger. She's 12 years younger yeah. than you. And it just happened to be, it just happened to be. See, um, not everybody so fits the stats. Not oh, everybody fits. That is so it was, for me, it was like it's a fucking so experiment. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do okay. this. Because and as an alpha man who's yeah. made multi-millions in your lifetime, would you ever do that again? No, but it was okay. such a cool experiment because I also got to learn. I'm like, this is what it's like to date a celeb and be the fucking but little... But what about was, that made you a beta just because you were carrying her bag? What about that made you... If you when you're carrying a, a woman's purse if you would, and people pe are taking pictures of you doing that, that's respectful is like, That's respectful. This is what I'm saying. So that is also a very... that You guys loaded it up Somebody has to be one or the other. It can't be like, oh, it's 50-50. Yeah, Wait no, a minute. 51 Wait 49 someone's alpha 52 48 someone's alpha <laughs> okay so hold on yes, next question i happened sure. to meet adam in that experience and that was one when you shared that story with me that was one of the things that stayed with me mm -hmm. about how you were caring for your girlfriend at that time i remember that that is probably maybe the three things that i remember about you when i met you maybe about four years ago so that yes for sure a loving person right love and respect are not the same thing they're not the same thing and you know they're not right so that's why i asked you <gasps> maybe in a loving Mm -hmm. relationship maybe you've been in one where you love someone but respectful and when you say things i'm just asking at this point because now I'm, I'm an observer whereas in if you would say i don't know how you would constitute if you were carrying someone bag this would put you in a subservient role where as opposed to it being a respectful relationship where power is not something that belongs to anyone in the marriage but it's something that is shared because now I, was we're in a no, I was for sure the purse bitch i was the purse bitch for sure yeah. <laughs> He's saying but were you the purse bitch emotionally Emotionally, or this was just a situation where you carried her back. It was a six-month experiment for me just to see yeah. what this was like. Was it, it was, did yeah. it? Did, did you okay, also let, let's be real here. All us guys have had to carry our woman's purse yeah. before. Like, yeah. yes. Hey, babe, would you hold? Of course. But what makes you a beta, though? What, what I'm not the, saying that. Yeah. He's I saying that the rela that relationship. He's saying that that was his relationship. Yeah. It was like that yeah. was one small sir, attribute of it. Sir, can you move out of the way so you take a picture? Sir, so okay. the fact that this so woman was wanna, accomplished made you a beta. I just want to understand it. Understand yeah. what other than holding the purse on the red carpet? What okay. made this? What beta? made you a beta? Okay, so if there's a relationship and there's fifty percent and fifty percent male female, if it goes out of whack one way or the other for a, co a consistent period of time, one person's got fifty-one percent, one's got forty-nine of the power, strength, assertiveness, loudness, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the alpha, and that's just math. Yeah. So it wasn't like this ninety-ten thing, but it might have been sixty-forty. 
which was way out of whack for me because I'm usually at least 60, 40 the other way. And it was a cool experience to go through. It was also, it was watch, you know, she was young growing up and, you know, going through her thing and, and, and was, you know, her, her, the last movie of her six that was on the blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you're, you're David, a uh, movie star. Well, yeah. But what was interesting to me, your reaction, yeah. because when you found out that she was younger, you were like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense because typically the alpha in your yeah. mind, I feel like, yes. would be older. the older person. So I just want to tell you. Yeah, but okay. let me tell you something. Yes. When I met my husband, yes. he we went out to eat and he said to me, he sat me down. I was I was floating around Manhattan. I didn't know what I wanted. I was like kind of like, meh, meh, meh. he sat me down. He said, listen, I, I really like you and uh, I want to take you out again and I want you to know in a few years I want to be married. I want to have a child. I want a workbench. I want a home. I'm not here to play around. He was younger. Yep. Okay, so nice. when I tell you, like, not everybody fits that in nice. that box is and, what I'm trying and, to say. And, and there's and, a lot more people than you realize that don't fit in the box. So what you're saying is... You're go. agreeing with Shawnee. Adam, your stats are kind of bullshit, bro. <laughs> and throw your stats. They're just a little leaning. Take They're your stats and throw them out the window. Okay? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You did. All right. And, and the, I don't know what's up with this generation, but the younger guys do seem a little bit more assertive. I've, I've been, de- yes. you know, you the younger, younger guys are more I've assertive? I've been finding this them generation to be of more guys. assertive. I've been seeing them to be Mama more family oriented. Yes. I've just been what, finding that. What age that. men are you talking about? Uh, I can say any Anywhere between 25 and uh, let's say 35. Yeah. Uh, Millennials. I'm finding finding them to be a little different, honestly, in terms of um, that type of um, masculine um, ability. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, that's great to hear because all we hear these days is that the feminization of men and the wussification of men. So it's good to know that guys that are approaching you are... Also, she said she made a great point before. She was talking about New York and she prefers the guys in New Jersey. A lot of these guys that are maturing earlier, like Jeremy, Mm -hmm. you know, are from New Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. They're not in these cities where there's this delayed adolescence and where men can act like they're 15 at, you know, 50 and it's accepted and it's cool. That wouldn't be cool in a lot of these other places. It would be sad. They'd be like, women would be like, grow up, you know? So they're maturing earlier. They're they're putting it out there. They're saying what they want. And then they are. So. Yeah, but and they're going to be a force to contend with for the older guys who are still acting like the, a bunch of babies. The problem is this, that you know, marriage is getting pushed back and back and back. And now you used, used to get married at 21. Now it's closer to like 29, 30. But also life expectancy has increased significantly right. over the last generation. Wait until the robots take over. Our right, the robots. Come on, nanobots. Exactly. <laughs> social security. Used, uh, the, the whole concept of social time. security at age 62, 65 is because that's when life expectancy right. And basically, the government was like, listen, you make it to 62. If your life expectancy is 65, three years, the government will take care of you. That's your life. All right. God bless. FDR. Thank you. Whoever. But now, life expectancy is 80 if you're unhealthy. God yeah. forbid, if you're healthy, you can live to 90, 100, no problem. I just my grandfather was 99, just died. Boom. Oh, wow. oh, God bless. I'm sorry. Yeah. My grandma just turned 90. So, like, getting married, you know, for a guy, at least... Feel free to get married at 40. No problem. It's, you know, take your time. Or for a woman. Or for a woman. Not if she wants to have kids. Not if she wants to have children. Well, maybe she froze her eggs. If she can afford that. How many women are frozen their eggs? the probability to be, you know, the amount of cash. As my local statistician. Exactly. How many women are freezing their eggs? What percentage? No, but this is about economics. You understand what I'm saying? Economically, a lot of people cannot afford to freeze their eggs. Women, they can't. Or in vitro. This is I have a friend that's been 100 grand on in vitro. He's my wealthiest friend. 
I've, I had Terrible. a friend that was on GoFundMe trying to get someone for that, which you don't need I to be don't, there. Donate you for have a kid. You, you should know, have done it five exactly, years earlier, now, lady. Now I'm with you. I'm with you in terms of when your body yeah. is at the best place to be able to procreate. Here goes some stats. Egg God freezing. bless us. <laughs> He's got the egg freezing. <laughs> According to Twitter, yeah. According, According to, to dude Twitter. on Twitter, ladies are freezing their eggs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let, let's pull up this story. Does anybody know who um, Emily Ratajkowski is? Yes. Okay. Have you heard about what's going on with her? No. <laughs> what is she doing? Brace for impact because Love some Radisson. people are going to get triggered on this conversation. So Emily Ratajkowski, aka Emrata, uh, thirty-one years old, supermodel, became famous because she was in, I believe, in Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines video. Yeah. Walking around naked. Oh, gorgeous yeah, yeah. girl. Gorgeous Hot. girl. Um, she was married a few years ago to this gentleman right here, Sebastian Bear Miklal. I, I, I assume that's some sort of French. I don't know. Um, but he just is accused of cheating on her. She's 31. He's 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's making its waves throughout the Internet. And I was not shocked to hear this. I don't. I, by, by the way, I Googled her net worth. I Googled his net worth. Uh, according to the stats, mm-hmm. the Google machine, they have a similar net worth between five Those and ten million dollars. Those are always wrong. I'm going to tell you straight okay, up. Okay, they might be wrong. Always. Okay. They are for me. The point is, he's a wealthy guy. She's a wealthy guy. Yeah. And there's the she's more famous. They've got you know somewhat equal net worth. Um, but then when I found out he cheated on her, the same phrase I've heard since like high school came to my mind. And this is going to be very upsetting to some women out there. But you know what this, the the phrase is, show me a beautiful woman and I'll show you a guy who's sick of banging her. Mm-hmm. Tired of banging her. You've heard this before, Nick? Of course. Okay. So why do you get married? Exactly. I don't know. He well, wasn't, wasn't raised well. Okay. Oh gosh, so, and so, those aren't reasons. He <laughs> might not have been raised well, I hate to anyway. say it, but sometimes they are. <laughs> Smoke show. Okay, I don't beautiful. know. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful girl. Um, do you know who, do, do they have any idea so, who he cheated with and what she looks? I'm curious. I don't know what it is. Do you remember that you Grant fiasco? Question, I'm willing really to bet she wasn't as hot as her. It could have been exactly the massage lady. Doesn't matter. We got to deal with this term. It's called hedonistic adaptation. Let's hear about this. And this is one of the ones that you can attach to your money. You can attach it to your sex life. You can attach it to your career. You can attach it to any area of your life. At some point, right? Hedonistic pleasure. Adaptation, meaning you're going to adapt. At any given time in your life, you are going to adapt to your current level of pleasure. And your mind is going to begin to trigger you for expansion so that you can no longer adapt to your current level of pleasure. Right? Men, Break women. that down. So talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. What does oh, that God. mean? Okay, so hedonistic adaptation yes, basically means me that you are going yeah. to... Okay, so it's the house, the car, the woman, the dog, whatever it is that you get. Yeah. Within three to six months of you achieving this thing that you have, you're going. To, your body is going to adapt to the pleasure that it gives you. So oh. whether it's a woman, whether it's a man, law, law whether, familiarity. whatever, it's eventually you're going to adapt to it, which is why I talked a lot about sexual energy at the beginning. So you're always going to get sparred. You're always going to get sparred, wealthy, poor, whatever. If you have more money, you can express it a little bit more. 
you know, frequently, however mm-hmm. you want to. So it has to be, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I would like to see the woman too, but I know that everyone in here is going to, at some point, adapt to their level of pleasure, which is why you cannot make these relationships about the pleasure point of your connection because it is mm. going to, at some point, go up or go down. That's why it's about commitment and it is about family. It's not about that. So when people cheat... It's not about you being unattractive and it's not about the man, the, the, the poor morals and this and this and that. It really depends on what that internal commitment is like. What is it? Am I going to share my creative energy with someone other than my partner? Am I going to do that? And depending on some of the traumas that you might have experienced in your life, it doesn't always come to childhood, is going to dictate how well you're able to maintain that commitment. I'm just mm-hmm. not a sexual cheater. I value sexual intimacy so high. So yeah. my sexual contracts well, are very very low because they're just it's, it's an intense contract to be able to sexually bond with someone so Shawnee you be- you got said. it going on I don't know <laughs> what you got but it's going on it's beautifully said I, all, what I interpreted from that and you tell me if I'm wrong he married her because she was hot and he realized you know what kind of tired of banging her and she's not that po- cool possibly and I'm gonna po- cheat on her possibly. because I'm not that into her anymore he could have been that's what- how he could have been wowed by all things about her, got into a relationship with her. They just had a kid. She could have fucking 180 after having the kid. She could have been like neglecting the shit out of him, not talking to him, treating him like shit. And he could have said, fuck this, I'm better than this. It could be completely the opposite. Which is a very yeah. temporary place because when you, all the hormones that come through your body when you're having a child, you know, the protective energy that you feel towards the child. Even when I was in my marriage, my marriage sloped during the period in which I had just had the baby. How I sexualized mm-hmm. myself at that time. The comfort level that I felt in my body. That's why this, con- you know, this consideration is really about love when when someone mm-hmm. is going through these changes when they're not as sexually explosive towards you because they're maintaining another part of their life. You know, when you turn on those hormones for nurturing, they're very different. So, you know? so, and, and we don't know what went on here. Right. I think you make it. You don't know. You don't know how she was treating him. You don't know how he was treating her behind closed doors. You don't know. But once you have a child, things change. What I'm saying is that once you have a baby and once it is about a family, then it's a decision. Then it's a decision. You're either going to cheat you know the risks, you know what can happen, you know, or you're not. Or you're going to make a decision and say, I'm going to work really hard at this marriage, I'm going to do everything I can, and if I can't fix it, I'm going to do a respectful exit here because there's a kid involved now. That's what I'm saying. There's always that moment, everybody knows it, where there is a decision to be made. All the so time. I don't know, I don't, what happens here for this guy, she could have been treating him like total garbage for all we know. That's possible. I don't know. Yeah. But because he cheated, now he's the bad guy in everybody's yeah. mind. And had he made a different decision and had mm-hmm. he said, you're treating me like shit. I don't want this marriage to end. We have a child. But I got to step back for my own mental health, whatever's going on. And I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm just saying that could be a scenario. Once you cheat, you've do- you are now the wrongdoer no matter what went on behind the scenes. He's serious, being about, guy, he's yeah. serious being about this cheating, man. Yeah, no. I am. Well, I'm not that hard pressed on it. I'm lenient on it. What do you mean? I'm more lenient on it. Be, uh, let him speak first. But it's okay. one sentence. Being the guy, she's hundred yeah. percent accurate. Being that, being that guy, me being that guy, she's hundred percent accurate. Yeah. And what, do you what mean? she break that down? Well, what she just said is that it's it's it doesn't matter what the context was of the why. If the why happened in the public eye, yeah, this is it, this is his wrongdoing, right? Mm-hmm. Just like it was my wrongdoing. The context of the why is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know. Uh, I was or he was not of the uh, level of maturity or ownership or uh, willingness to do the hard part. So 
you make a decision to do the easy part. And good mm-hmm. on you for saying it, honestly, because not everybody in yeah. that position will say, maybe that wasn't the best decision. So good on you for yeah. saying that because we all make mistakes. Every single person out there watching this has been in a relationship and has done something they wish they would have done differently. Every sing- whether yeah. it's cheating, whatever it is, mm-hmm. everyone's been in that, but it takes something, strength of character to come out and say, I fucked up, I fucked up. And that's exactly, see, I, I wanna know what went on and people would be more inclined to give him benefit of the doubt if he didn't do that. Like, you know, maybe it wasn't his fault entirely. Maybe it wasn't his fault entirely, but that decision was the wrong decision. And now yeah. he looks like a bad guy no he's matter serious what. He's, he looks like an, I am, like an idiot. And I no, am he looks like an idiot right And listen, now. I am serious about the cheating. Mm-hmm. And I say that as somebody who I went through my whole life. I was a serial monogamist. I never cheated on a man. I left guys because it wasn't working. I was the one who went and said, listen, I don't want to I don't want to have sex with you anymore. I don't know why. Like, you're not attractive to me or this isn't going to work. I had those horrible mm. com- and they're fucking awful. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're fucking awful to have, have those conversations. Right. And some people just cheat like, on me. Some people <laughs> have sex cheat on me so I can break up. Fucking yeah, just yeah, yeah, it would have been better with my ego. Just fuck my best friend so I can break up with you. You just destroyed my You destroyed my man. I don't want to be here anymore. Let me, let me, Jed, this is, you'd be the perfect person to ask this. I didn't really understand the, uh, the the age gap, but there's there seems to be there's this trend of you know women in their 40s and even older who are dating younger dudes. You kind of touched on it that these guys are approaching more, what have you. Uh-huh. So Kim Kardashian, uh, 41 years old, dates Pete Davidson now, a fuck boy. Some people may say 28 years old. Britney Spears just got married. If I don't oh, know if yeah, you heard about yeah, yeah. that, she's 40. She married a 28 year old. Okay, and then you got. Madge, Madonna out there, 63 years old, coming out and publicly saying, I will not date a guy older than 30. She's just banging 20-something-year-old guys out there galore. Okay, I so yep. I love it. What, what, what is happening right here that these young, not as, you know, they're not the breadwinners. The women are the breadwinners. Walk us through the mindset of why these women want these younger men. Not, not often the breadwinners. Sometimes they are, but not often. You're correct. I'll tell you what's happening. There's a lot of women right now that are keeping shape. Where I'm very, I'm giving my use myself an example. I don't mm-hmm. know what Kim Kardashian's doing. Like very energetic, exercise, workout, take care of my body. I got like energy. I'm like the Energizer Bunny all the time. And a lot of men have let themselves go. There's a lot mm. of older men that have just let themselves grow. They don't exercise. They got the, the belly, the big fat belly. They're lazy. They're sitting <laughs> on the couch. They're unmotivated. They're like, it's almost like they're like 10 years deep into a marriage, only they're not married. They're just sitting around. They're not motivated. And a lot of these younger men, they're motivated. They're ambitious. They're energetic. They're at the gym. They're like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. They're making the most of life. That's very sexy and that's very, very appealing. So I wasn't looking for a younger man. Like I said, this is the first younger man I've ever dated. It's not a pattern for me. In fact, it's quite the opposite. But what I was attracted to was his spark and energy for life. Mm. And there's a lot of very passionate, very capable, very energetic women out there that aren't finding a compatible man in their age bracket. So they're just gravitating toward that gravitating toward that energy. And that's coming in the form of a younger man. And so do you think this is going to become more prevalent as women start to make more money, be able to, you know, the more money you make, the more you can afford a personal trainer, the more you can afford maybe to get some work done, whatever, you're doing your thing. And if men, their age group or even older are letting themselves go fat, bald, you know, unattractive, what have you, they're like, fuck it, I'm going to bang the 28 year old Well, that's why I'm boy. telling you it's not just about money. Like mm-hmm. a guy no, who I has mo- a guy who has money though I'm saying a yeah. guy who has money 
that's great. You know, you fi- financial stability is a positive thing. It means you are you were ambitious in life. You went for something. You achieved it. That's admirable. But you could be a rich guy sitting at home with a beer gut, sitting on watching Netflix or playing whatever. You're not attractive. You're not attractive. Mm. I will take a younger, ambitious, motivated man who doesn't have as much in the bank at all, mm-hmm. but is is living life and who wants to go out and do things. And hey, let's take the kid here and let's. I will take that any day. Lesson. I take him with the prenup. Okay, fellas out there, your comfort zone will kill you. Do not get too comfortable in your marriage is what I'm hearing. You're 40 years old, you've been married for 10 years, you've got a couple kids. I'm married, I make all the money, where's she going, buddy? We just learned the hard way. 10 years younger, that's where she's going. But you know, they always talk about women. They always, you talked about women getting surgery. You said, oh, women getting surgery. And you always talk about women like maintaining their beauty because there is a separate societal standard for appearances when it comes to women. There's an expectation on women that men, I remember sitting on TV sets and everybody was worried about my hair and makeup and there was a fat, bald guy next to me. I was like, you're not worried about what he looks like. What are they gonna do Happens all the time. So put that on men. Put that on men and say, you know what, guys? You want your woman to be happy? You got to take care of your shit too. It's not just on us. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, yeah, I got to dye my hair. I got to yeah. do this. What about you? You got that beer gut hanging out. Not playing me. video games. Not you. Not you, but it Who happens. Who are you talking about? Roger Ailes? That shit happens. He had oh. plenty of beer gut on So Adam, as, as yes. um, there's clearly a global movement of, of equality <laughs> gap. Yeah. I'm not here to, oh, dis- you're the statistic person. I don't know. <laughs> not according to Sean. I don't know how large the gap was a hundred years ago to how, what the gap is today in power. Forget money. Let's use the word power. Between male and female. That used to be a huge gap. The gap is closing. For sure. Is there also, and I'm asking to Mm -hmm. you guys, is there also maybe something that's happening subconsciously like, fuck that. Why why the fuck do they get to be the ones that date 10, 15? This is our time. we're, We're closing the gap on everything. And in fact, we don't even need you, old rich guy. I'm going to make my own money and go get the young rich dick. Or the young, sorry, the young broke dick. <laughs> but it's good dick, and he's better looking than you, and I got the money. So may, maybe there's a piece of, of the power gap closing mm-hmm. that, that creates um, that Nick, trend as well. I don't well. think you're or, wrong. Or, or maybe... Women are more empowered than ever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe what you we're... You find me a hot 52-year-old with money. What we're doing with that power <laughs> is possibly, you know, creating healthier relationships and whoever can bring that to the table, mm. right? Because we are not no longer existing because of survival. We're now in a space where we can choose our mate from a different criterion other than their cash because we now have financial independence, (laughs) financial balance. So you need to bring a little bit more to the table than, than money you need to. Right. If, 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 you know, unless the, the, the younger guy, so not only sometimes be, just moving between older and younger men and dating, what I find in my small pool is that not only, I, I don't know, the, the, the physical shape is, seems to be the same in the age groups for me. It seems that these younger men, they've never been married before. Um, they haven't, you know, dated women, you know, so closely. So they're not as emotionally damaged, right? So they're more open to create, you know, a healthy relationship. And they've probably been educated a little bit differently in terms of male and female relationships. So they're just, they, they just talk and move a little bit different than, than the older mm-hmm. guys who think that, you know, I can date and marry whoever, you know, whenever I feel like it. Whereas in these younger guys, to me, they seem to be valuing, you know, family a little bit more. That's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, are you speaking from experience? I'm speaking from experience. Okay, yeah, got I'm, I've seen that as well. Meaning yeah, young sure. guys are hollering at you. And yes, you're young men definitely sliding their DMs. A, uh, sliding <laughs> <laughs> Sliding their DMs. Sliding there. Heavy on the Heavy on the sliding. Heavy. Heavy on the D? By the way, heavy we've got... Heavy on the sliding. I'll say that. We've got about 15 minutes left. We're having a spirited 
debate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stats are thrown out the window. Who knows at this point? It's all raw emotion at this point. <laughs> People are sliding each other's DMs. This is how I feel. Hot older women are dating younger attractive men. Yeah. This guy's doing whatever he's doing. And you? Bear with us. I'm We're going to answer your behavior. questions. I'm trying to be on my best behavior. I'm on my best behavior. We're going to answer your super chats at the end. Natalia, this is the most quiet episode you've been, but it's because we're engaged in spirited debate over here. Do we have some super chats? We have some comments. I probably should have announced it at the beginning, but leave us your comments and leave us your super chats. We're going to be answering those at the end from our panel of experts here. Um, last point to talk about. Yep. By the way, real quick, one of the uh, someone texted me. Have you told your story here at Valuetainment of what happened with you and Hillary Clinton, Jedediah Bila? What? About just what the whole, the, you were on The View. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you basically said, uh, excuse me, Hillary. Um, oh, you mean like that I got fired three yeah, days later? Yeah, like what happened? We want the So tea. basically we what happened, I, I don't know. I can't tell you that that's why I was fired. I can't. I don't have that information for you. But what I can tell you is that I re-upped a contract. I had a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. You had to re-up at the end of every year. I re-upped in the summer. So I went through, I did like the launch Everything was good to go. Everything was planned. Within, I think, the first couple of weeks, we had Hillary Clinton on, who I disagreed with politically. You may mm-hmm. be surprised to know that. I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I asked her a question. I There was a lot of panic around that day because I was very big on her email scandal. I don't know if you guys remember that story. There was a lot of, of panic that I was going to show paperwork that she had signed that showed she had been alive. There was a lot of like running in the hallways. I'm like, oh my God, what's Jen going to do? She's going to go rogue. I didn't ask that question. I did ask her a question that suggested that she was or outright said, I believe you were tone deaf and here's mm-hmm. why. It was a fair question. It was res- we were respectful. I went home and that weekend, I think that was on a Thursday, that weekend, I got a call from someone in media that said, um, oh, is Megan McCain taking your job? <laughs> and I said, what? What? What's going on? Like, I, I actually called my producer and he was like, oh, that, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this. I'll get to the bottom of this. And it turns out that that actually was what happened. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how long they were talking to her. I don't know if that was icing on the cake. I don't know if it played no mm-hmm. role at all. I'm not making that allegation because I never, if I don't know for sure. But it was odd. It was an odd experience. And then I had no job. So. Thanks, Hillary. I don't know. Yeah. I okay. don't know, but it, it but, does seem like well, an odd Here's still something alive. that. Here, here's a story right here. That, <laughs> somebody yeah. said that. Somebody said that to me. Somebody, somebody said that. that. You're still alive. Not Tell for long. Me. I didn't know if that joke was going to land. It was good. It was good. It was a good one. Good one. Well, here's something that might make you feel better. Okay. Uh, here's a story right here. We're going to talk a little money real quick. Um, and uh, I've titled this Why Socialism Isn't Sexy. Okay, so there's a, uh, a stat out there, more stats, uh, or a report that attractiveness is associated with the belief that economic success is dependent on individual effort rather than external circumstances. Okay, oh, yeah. so let me say that again. Attractiveness is associated with the belief that economic success is dependent on individual effort, what you do, rather than external circumstances, a.k.a. what's going on around the world around you, a.k.a. making up excuses. So uh, here's some of the details of this story, and we'll open it up for um, the panel. So (laughs) (laughs) physical attractiveness is associated with higher wages, better jobs, and even higher cognitive outcomes, okay? Attractive individuals are more likely to attribute economic success to individual effort, like we talked about, as opposed to external circumstances. Now, these researchers have said that earning more money, attractive people become less favorable towards socialism 
and more favorable towards capitalism. You know, the redistribution of wealth, they're not so much into that. So, you know, my whole thing is I understand this. If there's anything that I hate are complainers, victim mentality, you know, excuse makers. Oh, it wasn't my fault. Oh, like me. Yo, my bad. Like even when she called me out, like, hey, about the women, I was like, right. yeah, that's me. That's yeah, on yeah, me yeah, right yeah. there. I'll do better. Mm-hmm. There's so many, I feel like, especially, I mean, not to get too political right here in this one, is there's a lot of people, you know, Pat talks about the doers and the complainers. And for so long, the doers didn't have a microphone. They were too busy doing. Yeah. Now with social media, all these complainers out there, let's just use AOC as an example. It's not fair, this and that. Oh, my God. Like, complainers now have a, uh, a megaphone. So you guys are all very successful. This isn't a political conversation. I don't care if you're left, right, up, down, yeah. green, purple. But um, you must have, like, what, what do you owe to your success? Let's just start with you, Jed. Um, it, 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 a lot of it has to do with, you know, your ability to get out there and do your thing, an mm-hmm. individual effort, right? Right. So um, the victim mentality, like talked about, is very unattractive. What characteristics do you owe your success to? So I think I believed in myself. I really did. I remember telling my friend, like, I was I was a teacher. I was a school teacher. And I was just, you know, regular girl in New York City making not a great salary. And I remember turning on The View one day and saying, I was on the phone with my friend, Lauren, and I said, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to do that next. And she laughed. And I said, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do television. I'm going to get into that. I just really felt like I was good at it. I believed in myself. I was motivated. I was confident. And I think that that's attractive to people. You know, you started this with attractiveness. Attractive people Mm -hmm. tend to be confident. You know, they're not looking for you to do for them. They're looking to do for themselves. Attractive, confident, belief in yourself, personal responsibility. If I screw up, it's on me. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault. I think that's all attractive. And I think, you know, the media business for me was full of, I mean, look, I just told the story about The View. I'd like have, I'm riding high on this wave. I have this amazing job, big, big ass paycheck. Two days later, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just sit home and file my nails for the next six mm-hmm. months, you know? And with media, you don't know where the next job's going to be. You don't know if you're going to get employed again. You don't know when that's coming. It's like a, a constant, constant hustle. But I think that believing in yourself, putting your best foot forward and, you know, knowing that your success is in large part dependent upon what you do and what you bring to the table, that's not only attractive, but that is necessary for you to be successful in any industry. I mean, anybody who's been successful will say, I pounded the pavement. Like, unless your dad handed you a business or, you know, you were born with a silver spoon. People have had to really work hard to get where they are. That's admirable. It's attractive. And it's not that victim dependent. What are you going to do for me? No one wants that. Even you were saying before, you know, guys don't aren't aren't focused on what a woman makes in terms of a salary. You may not be focused on the numbers, but you'll find a woman who's confident, who really goes for something, who's passionate. That will be appealing to you. That energy will radiate through a room before someone who's saying, oh, hey, Adam, um, what are you going to get me for Christmas? Mm -hmm. I mean, that that gets real old real fast. Oh, believe me, I know. So. Shawnee, would you like to go next? What do you attribute that your success to? And again, you're also in media. Yeah. I've seen you on TV, local yeah. news. Um, it, you like to ask two questions at a time, so I'll ask the, answer the first one and the second one. Because you, uh, you attribute your success, yes. success telling to. telling you what you yeah, did wrong. Got, yeah, I love this. No, 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 no. That's not what he did wrong. He no, just asked it. two questions at a time. Well, you know, so I want to make sure that I answer both. So I asked one question. Yeah. What do you attribute your success so to? So the first one is, the first question, what I attribute to my success would be resilience. I find myself to be a very resilient person. Um, I know how to respond to a a lot of various situations and I'm resilient. Um, 
yeah, I'm resilient. The other question, right, when we look at and we say we we say people are complainers and, you know, things like that. uh, Oftentimes, I do believe that people who we would consider complainers, um, they may have some different economic barriers that some of us do not have. So it's very difficult, especially for me as a woman of color, not to even speak of um, the disparity of opportunities um, that are given to you when you're just in a different demographic, when you are educated in a different neighborhood, when you attend a different college, when your friends are different, when, you know, those, those, those things also play a role in the barriers. Not that you cannot overcome those barriers because I do consider myself to be resilient but those factors are present. So I don't always necessarily consider you to be a complainer, but I will say these are your set of resistant points, no matter what they may be, whether they're educational, economical, physical, this is, this is what you have to overcome to experience achievement. So I don't always just say, Hey, you're complaining, but it's like, what are you complaining about? You know, you know, did you grow up in a poverty stricken neighborhood where, you know, educational resources were not in abundance to you. So what it would have taken for you to be able to pass the SAT to get into a college or a university is different. Did your parents have money for you to go to school? You know, what what was that equation like for you? What did you have to overcome to, you know, get to that achievement? So, yeah, I, I number one, yeah. you are resilient. So respect to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your second point, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, you know, everyone Agrees. starts in different yeah. places. Mm-hmm. But I also tend to agree with, you know, nobody cares, work harder. We are in America here. It's not like, you know, you don't have, this is still a land of opportunity. Some people, I've seen that thing where the guy says, take two steps forward. You know, if you are raised in a, if your parents are married, two people Mm -hmm. step forward. Mm -hmm. Take two steps forward if you were raised in a good neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a lot of people, and quite candidly, a Mm -hmm. lot of them were people of color, Mm -hmm. blacks, Latinos, what have you, Mm -hmm. that were further back. Yes. And then there were some white people that were further up. I get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day. It's still your you got to start with where you're at. Yes, I, I, I totally agree with that argument that you do have to work with the circumstances in which you were given what, what it is that you're dealt. But mm-hmm. the only thing, the sensitivity that I have is that I will not necessarily see you as a complainer just because there's a empathic part of myself that might understand that resilience. One of the things that I had to be really, really resilient about is right around COVID. I got into a really, really bad car accident. It was like really, really bad. I had like a whole bunch of PTSD. It was really, really crazy. And that was the first time that I had had like any type of restriction on my mental health, right? Yeah. Where, you know, this PTSD was running so rampant in my body that I was experiencing anxiety at very, very high levels. So mm. what it took for me to remain grounded, to show up for my children, you understand what I'm saying? To be present for them, to cook for them every day while managing my business, you know, while going through a divorce, all of this was a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a different level of Shawnee to be able to respond to that and for it not to take me out. So that is one of the many scenarios that has made me very empathetic to, you know, what are your challenges in terms of before I would look at you and say that you are a complainer, you know, what are what are some of those things? Now, did I have to overcome that and not be able to use that to create some economic limitations for my children? Yes. No, I cannot use it as an excuse, but I don't see you as a complainer. I do need to, you know, you know, move through that. And I was able to afford therapy. You understand? I was mm-hmm. able to sit in the presence of, of a psychiatrist and, you know, see what my levels were and decide, no, I don't 
don't want any medication for this because of my intelligence, of my economic um, you know, capability. But I am fully aware that many people don't have access to those resources to get any support in some of those very strenuous um, scenarios, especially while going through a divorce, you know, so. It's very, yeah. She brings up a really great point, yeah. by the way, that a lot of people often talk about white privilege and what they really should be talking about is green privilege, financial privilege, yeah. because yeah. it really does. You can say work harder, work harder, but I think it would help everybody to acknowledge <clears throat> that if you come out of a family where you have you know, a lot of money in your family and a big old house yeah. and you don't have debt coming out of college, you're not nearly as exhausted as somebody who's been doing that fight yeah. since like teenage mm-hmm. years, yeah. that financial fight. It doesn't give so you a it, pass. It, it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. give you a pass. You do have to work harder. Yeah. You can make it to the top. You can be the CEO. This is America land yeah. of opportunity, but it's a very different journey and yeah. a much harder one. Yeah. For that well, person. I don't want to be the stat guy, but I yeah. believe that 80% of millionaires are first generation millionaires. Yeah. Okay. So like you can do yeah. it. Yeah. And sometimes that is the fuel, right? Not yeah. having the green that's the fuel. Yeah. Sometimes and then that's sometimes, the fuel. And then sometimes when you get to those guys after having to use that as their fuels, they're different to parent mm-hmm. they're different to coexist yeah. with because they've had to shut down so many parts of themselves to get there so i'm okay. not i'm with you you can't you yeah well, this guy right here is a first generation millionaire he's killed it awesome. so you know you don't weren't raised with a silver spoon in michigan right nope so what do you owe your success to pure untethered unbridled unmatched burning fucking desire Full stop. Desire to be rich, successful. So, what was well, this it? Is good. So um, <laughs> as a kid, um, I thought it was, I'm trying to be rich one day, but what I really mm-hmm. wanted was access. So I could see television. I could see movies. I could see magazines. I want that. I want that. I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to be able to do what everyone, uh, what the, the world has to offer, right? Mm-hmm. So you see it all. Mm-hmm. Well, who the fuck does that? Oh, someone who's rich. Okay, how do you get money? I can't sing, can't dance, can't rhyme, can't act, can't play an instrument, not going to do anything illegal. Sports it is. So played college baseball. Yeah. Well, playing college baseball, I got introduced to entrepreneurship. Why the fuck? They never taught the word entrepreneurship. K through 12, 14,000 hours of school, not counting detention. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Word never came up once. So I learned entrepreneurship at 18. I said, this is over. There's no... I'm gonna be. I'm gonna kill this, and that was it. So millionaire by 25, decamillionaire by 30, and it was all because I had always had the drive to be able to have freedom. Freedom, so when I said access, I, the word I meant is freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom to go, people are like, well, I'm free, I have a backpack. Fuck that, I want a helicopter to pick me up when I'm done. I don't, I, you know, like, I want a shower. What are you talking about? Yeah, I get it, you're free, you're, you're running through the jungle. Sure, I want to do that trip too, but at the end, I want to like, at least go get a shower in a nice hotel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so freedom is, is the word, and um, I just went through the check boxes of a middle class family, and we were all four of my grandparents, same factory. Dad, same factory. Uncles, brothers, all worked there at some point. So um, I just found the off ramp. Finally, I, I got lucky to find entrepreneurship at 18. So you know, when somebody says, "Hey, yeah, you can climb it all the way to CEO," that's not what entrepreneurship is. You fucking start as the CEO. It's not climb. It's start at top down. Like that's mm-hmm. the the real American dream is not climbing the corporate ladder. The real American dream is starting the corporate ladder. And and you know when I. I'm super ultra sensitive um, to everyone's position and argument always. Uh, I, I have a lot of um, emotional intelligence and try to listen to both sides. But it only takes one story of somebody of the worst of worst circumstances of any person who doesn't look like me mm-hmm. to come from another country as an immigrant and fucking wipe out and own everyone else's shit and be like, you see that? While you were crying about what you didn't get for the last 30 years, this dude walked into your country. This mm-hmm. lady walked into your country and owns the building you live in. Right? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. that's the American dream. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm always mesmerized to see how much immigrants love America. They value the opportunity. And then you have these 
fifth generation kids that have parents have been here forever mm-hmm. and they're screaming socialism. It's like, yeah. go move to Venezuela, buddy. Let me know yeah. how that works out for That's you. That's that hedonistic okay. adaptation I told you about oh, earlier. Oh, there's that doctor word she talks about. <laughs> Guys, if, we're you, right. if you were my professor, I would have never dropped out of community college. <laughs> How many hours of school was it again? I like you guys. K through 12, 40,000. I dropped, out of, dropped out of community. Guys. All right, guys, we're wrapping up right here. And I want to ask you guys one last question here. Um, so you can pick um, the avenue, whether it's money, relationships, or life. But I want to give you uh, the opportunity to give advice to your younger self. Okay? So if you could sit down, Shawnee or Jedediah... I said your name right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Or Nicholas, young Nicholas. Um, what's the advice? Or even um, Natalia. Advice to young Natalia. Uh, and even Adam over here is going to give advice. Um, what would that advice be? So we're all in our, we're all grown ups. Let's not throw age here. We're all grown ups. Let's just say that. A lot of us have family, married, divorce, whatever, whatever. We've been through life. We're not rookies anymore. We're not in our 20s. What would your advice be to your younger self? Who would like to start? I'll Nicholas, stay, go ahead. I'll stay on theme. <laughs> go I'm going to stay on theme, even though this wouldn't be the number one thing I'd say. So throughout this conversation, I've kind of positioned myself and been positioned as, hey, that's the guy who cheated. So let's just stay in that category. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the rich guy that cheated. Yeah, the rich that. guy that so, cheated. <laughs> I got that label for whoever's watching. So um, I think part of the, some of the pieces that people don't understand about that is that becomes a, a brand and an identity that people then associate to you through every other area of your business and life, right? So it's like, oh, that person's marriage ended because he did blank. Therefore, um, we probably shouldn't have him on the show unless it's about relationships and how they went bad. Uh, or, or therefore, we probably shouldn't do a deal with him or whatever. Um, so I think, you know, since you said, it's stuck in my mind because 90% of my viewers are men. There are guys like me or trying to be like me. Um, there is so much value beyond honesty that being honest and not cheating will bring you um, because if you cheat and you get labeled as that and it ends in divorce, etc., cetera, uh, everything you've done leading up to that has an asterisk and everything you do after that probably will have an asterisk depends on people's level of forgiveness and your level of ownership. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many people won't work with me again because of that. I have no idea. Um, you know, I led tens of thousands. But I have no idea how many women won't work with me that worked with me in the past because of that. But I bet you it's a lot because they're going to say, oh, guilty by association. That was true. Therefore, mm-hmm. these things will be true as well. So I think overall, it's not that it's not worth it just because of this part or that part. It's also not worth it because of what it will do to you in business financially and your brand. Mm-hmm. So your final advice is what? Um, Don't cheat. It, well, my, my final my final advice yeah. is you have to do whatever it takes to be honest with yourself as to the highest capacity yeah. so that you can be honest with uh, your significant other. Love it, bro. Jed? I think I would say don't be afraid to take risks. Um, I come from a family where my dad is very conventional. He's like a 401k guy. I remember my first job out of grad school. I got this job at an insurance company. It was very stable. It was very reliable. And he was very much on board like, why would you leave this job? What are you doing? And I went and you know, wait, waited tables and da- you know, dabbled in acting. And I remember leaving a teaching job years later to get a contributorship that paid almost no money. I had this stable career again. 
But I, I felt I felt a pull, you know, I knew it was a risk. I had some debt at the time. I knew I was like, I'm going to I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to go far and I'm going to and I I took that leap. And I guess I, I have a son now and I want him to know, like, don't be afraid if you if you see something you love, whether it's a relationship that feels like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to fall in love or if it's a, you know, a, a business venture that you're really passionate about. But there's some risk in but like, don't be afraid to do those things because somebody does it, it may as well be you. You know, you very well may get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or you, if you don't, you're going to learn something so valuable about yourself in the process that it's going to be worth it. Shout out to Hartley. I yeah. like it. That's my boy. <laughs> Shawnee, I, I, no stats. Just come no from the stats. heart here. Just come from the heart. No stats please. here. I, I would no just big say, words, please. No yeah. big words, no none of that stuff. Um, the, the, hedonistic, the, the, what was it? No hedonistic adaptation. No. We need to know that because after a while you get tired of everything. Yeah. Um... I would say that that's probably the word. Thank you guys so much. Is that hedonistic adaptation is always going to be there with me in all of my experiences. I'd probably let myself know that. So I'd be patient with that part of my mind that is always wanting more and want to, you know, expand higher and do more. I'd be patient with that part of myself. Um, I think the the youngest part of Shawnee probably didn't know as much about evolution that I know now and that life is such a continuum that it just keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. So I'm really thankful that, you know, life hasn't ended. You know, sometimes uh, when I was young, I always felt like there was such an end point. But um, the more experiences that I've had, they let me see that, you know, I'm going to have more experiences. So I'm really thankful that I'm getting to expand. Yeah, that I just keep expanding as a person. That evolution is at this time, you know, on my side. Love that. Yeah. And by the way, uh, how long ago was the car accident? Uh, it was like uh, February of 20. What is it? When did, they, when did we have COVID? 2020? 2020. Yeah. I forgot yeah. when yeah. that happened. Yeah. It was right. It's been going on for yeah. so long. But yeah, right, right. Anyway, I'm yeah, going to pay you a compliment. Thank you. You look better and you sound better and you're doing better than ever. Then I've, I've you. met you four years ago and I would have no uh, idea that anything happened with you. Razor so keep show. it up. Uh, our young one in the building over there, Natalia, she's is the most quiet she's <laughs> been because we've been so spirited in our I conversations. But Natalia, what have you learned from this episode because you're too young to t- tell you something to your younger self mm-hmm. but what have you learned from this episode <laughs> I would say I've learned that I think it's important to not judge your journey based on stats <laughs> um, but I've also but I would also say um it's really important. I think it's important <laughs> to be um, <laughs> uh, present yeah. during the time of your situations and analyze it from a, your perspective, but also look at it from an outside futuristic perspective. Mm. Um, I think sometimes when you're going through like turmoil or like bad things going on around you, you know, you make your decisions based on that. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, be patient with yourself and your journey. Um, be present, and um, don't base your situation on what's going on around the world. Base it on what's going on in that moment with how you feel and what you want. And um, be clear. Be clear on who you are, and be clear on what you want, and go for it. Love Save that, that money too. Save that money, of course. Save that money. Let me give you my little uh, two cents before we sign out, and make sure that we have everyone's YouTube channels and their Instagram. Uh, in the description below Nick's got a sick YouTube channel we're trying to drive to that Jed just launched her channel it's going to hit 10,000 pretty soon 
Uh, and I know you're big on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know about YouTube. Big though, on Instagram. But, mm-hmm. So purse empowerment. Let's drive to that. Um, here's my advice, because I'm very happy with my trajectory of life. But you know, as a guy out there, we're very concerned with having a woman who's with an hourglass figure, right? This, you know, like you know, curve and then it's skinny. And like, so, what I liked about my career uh, trajectory is that it's also very hourglass figure esque. I started off quite candidly as the jack of all trades okay i was running around around south beach doing nightlife okay throwing parties at clubs i was a comedian i tried to be a sports agent i was you know doing stuff in sports i was doing stuff in hospitality i was trying to tell jokes i was networking like crazy i casted a wide net but i was broke as shit and i didn't start to make money until i gave all that up and said, let me become a financial specialist. And I started off as a cold caller at a financial firm in 2006, making nothing. And my first year, I made literally $5,000 in my first year. And then my second year, made $100,000. And the rest is history has made millions since then. But at, at some point, the hourglass has to, you have to go from a jack of all trades to a specialist. And then once, and Nick can attest to this, once you have money, because you say, what well, should you chase your passion to chase your money? I always say have passions but chase money because once you get the money, then you can start working on your passions. Now me, now I'm at this phase of my life where it's I have money. I'm not worried. I'm chilling what I say I am. I don't have to do anything other than what I want to do. So at this point, what do I want to do? Have conversations with people like you. This is fun for me. These conversations are fun for me. Being around Valuetainment is fun for me. So as a man out there, we're talking to the men out there, yes, an hourglass figure for women is fantastic, but also use that as a metaphor for your life. Have a lot of friends, network, be that person that's not scared to talk to people and approach people in high school and college, have a jack of all trades, but at some point you need to be a specialist and then if you develop that specialty, that skill, then you can do whatever you want you want for the rest of your life. Make sense? That's my little story right there. Anyway, that's this episode, guys. I really appreciate this. We've had some fun. We've had some laughs. We've had some arguments, mostly towards me. Um, <laughs> Natalia, I, we don't have any time for Super Chats today. So, guys, hold that for the next one. We'll be here next Thursday. Um, we're having Rolo back on, and then he's going to be doing your show on Wednesday. Sure um, be a great show. That's going to be great. <laughs> Guys, we are trying to get to 100,000 subscribers right by the there. end of the year. We're at 70-something right now. We'll get there. Jed is trying to get to 10K. I just started, guys. Come on. She just I started. just started. Hook her up. Subscribe to Valuetainment. Subscribe to Valuetainment Money. If you have not, subscribe to the Jedediah Bila Show. This is what we do here on the Sauzcast. This is where money and relationships meet. I think we got that point right there. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Thanks Save that us. money. Thank you.